afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, June the 15th, 2023. Another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could join us today. If it's your first time here on the stream, welcome. Although, when we start in the first minute and 30 seconds, nobody here is new. I just like saying it anyway. So if you're new on the uh, RSS feeds, that's more likely. Welcome. Bless you. And I hope you enjoy the show. we got another banger lined up for you today. As always, we try to never disappoint. We just disappoint our significant others. It's in the contract. You're supposed to. But not you guys, because you pay us. <laughs> so we have, we have no choice! It's also in the contract. We have no choice. But before we get started, I mean, we had we were getting news coming in within like minutes before this podcast popped off. But before we get started, Mr. Black, the most important question of the week. How was your week? Uh, it was another week, man. It was just another week. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I was trying to think of a clever way to segue out of that into mine. I've got nothing. My week was also another, <laughs> also another week, um, for the most part. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing crazy fancy. Um, although I will say, I did finally finish as of last night, two o'clock in the morning. Tears of the Kingdom is done. I'm free. I'm free. It's over. I got through to the end, uh, and so now the task in front of me. Between now and the 22nd, when Final Fantasy 16 arrives, is to, of course, write that review, and Mark and I can hammer out the uh, the review for Tears of the Kingdom. A lot of positive reception around Final Fantasy 16 right now, which I know doesn't necessarily mean I'll like it uh, or love it, but it's better than me hearing everyone hate it, because it gives me some granule of hope, so that will be uh, nice, because I dragged my ass... My one good testicle across glass to finish fucking Tears of the Kingdom, Mr. Black. That shit was fucking painful. Uh, and I'm sad because it was, honestly, for like a, from a story perspective, I think this is probably the best story they've told in modern Zelda post, like, Twilight Princess. It's the best one. The problem is they told it in the worst possible fucking way imaginable, that rug pulled itself at every fucking corner and made everything feel completely meaningless. So that was the other downside, unfortunately, to it. And then, of course, the rest of the accoutrement will come along as I meander through a probably five or 6,000 word fucking review for that thing. Um, but the, the last word on it for me right now is kind of, you know the saying, greater than the sum of its parts? This game... This game's parts were greater than its sum. All of the individual parts were really good, but but the way in which they brought all those parts together, really not great. And so that's kind of been my experience, but uh, we'll see. I still haven't set it on a review score. I'll write it. We'll see what comes out the other end after I read what I've written. Besides that, it's just been, yeah, the same as you, another week. Uh, just been enjoying getting some rain so that we've had some cooler weather. Uh, and it's not like we've been getting hot, hot, hot. It's just like every time we're on the podcast, I joke about it. This room doesn't take anything to get hot anymore at this time of year. And so any rain, bring it on, give it to me. I'll take it. So I don't die down here. And that's been about it. Nothing major. Dad's part. Oh, well, dad's birthday. Should say that. That was the thing. We did dad's birthday. That was wonderful. 
had some steak. Mm. Delicious. I really don't mm. eat steak that often anymore. And so I'll be honest, I ate the steak and it sat in my, my stomach like a fucking rock. <laughs> Afterward, like I just don't eat that much red meat anymore. Like not at that volume. Like you go to Costco, you buy one of their steaks, you know, you're eating a steak. Uh, and, uh, and it just sat in my fucking stomach like a rock. But it was delicious, so fuck it. And now it's time... To talk about some news, Mr. Black, we got lots to talk about, uh, well, I shouldn't say lots, but the points that we've got, one of them looks like a lot, but it's mostly You've just highlights. You've got lots to talk about. I've got I've lots, got, I've got I, lots I of get, highlights. I get to sit here and listen. <laughs> yeah, there's mostly highlights. None of it's going to have a lot of me to say, say a lot about it. But the first one, you do get it. Obviously, you're in on the first one. You can see that first note. I can see it. This happened, you probably saw it on your on your feed just before, like literally when I said minutes, I mean within the last five minutes, I was just closing my laptop and I noticed somebody sent me a message and we're like, hey, this should probably be on the podcast. I was like, oh, fuck me. What is it? And I opened it up and I said, son of a bitch. Twitch is at it again. We got to talk about it. You know who else is at it again? Nick Witch. That's the best. <laughs> I, I have no idea if that's the name. But it's 10 US dollars which means we're eating slightly better this week. I'm buying another steak. Actually, Ooh. that's a lie, because the steak is like $95. No, you're yeah. No, you're not I buying another steak. No. You're getting four ounces. I'm, I'm buying ground beef, and I don't yeah. even know if it's beef. But I'm buying it. Sustenance. Twitch, moments before the podcast, announced the Partner Plus program, the Triple P. The Partner Plus program, Mr. Black. First thing that I thought when I read that was, wait a minute, the word partner's back? I thought we were just converted into monetized streamers just like three or four days ago. Now all of a sudden, we're, we're partners again? Holy shit, look at us go. We've been, we've been upgraded already. But they put out the Partner Plus program. That's some shit that you would say testing the plosives like that screen in front of your microphone. The Partner Plus program. <laughs> Uh, so essentially what this is, if you can't figure it out already, it's not Disney Plus, although everything else has a plus in front of it, so I guess they figured why not this too. Uh, this is a way for them to try to work in the 70-30 split again, because every time they, they mention that they want to try and walk away from it, everyone reminds them that the industry standard at this point is 70-30. Uh, and that's exactly what happened last week when they did the when they announced all the shit that we talked about in length uh, last week. If you haven't seen it, and you're a little lost on what the uh, the monetized streamer agreement is. Just go back and watch the podcast last week. We went over that in great detail. Uh, but yeah, this is a way for them to work that back in. Clearly, they went, oh, wait a minute. Fuck. Well, I get oh, fine. Fine. We'll do it. Fine. And so this is what they got. And what they've got, as Mr. Black would know, as somebody also in the uh, grandfathered contract part of the world, is that uh, the, there was already in place as of sometime last year, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, a policy change around the grandfathered contracts that included 70-30 splits as it were, or, or higher, because there are maybe a couple that went north of 70-30. In which they said, okay, well, you get to keep that up to the first $100,000 in subscriber revenue, and then above hundred k it drops back to 50-50. And so that was a change that they made previously. Essentially, what they've done is take that, and then just added a couple of things to it, and threw that out the door, 
in the last, like, 72 hours of deliberation as to whether or not they should try to even bother doing this kind of shit, uh, because everything else reads exactly the same, except for a couple of key points. And those key points are pretty key, Mr. Black. For example, clearly there is a line for you to, you know, to, to attain here before you get to uh, be called a partner again and not just a monetized streamer. And so in order for that to happen, you need to have 350 recurring subscribers or more for three months consecutively. Three consecutive months. Once you've accomplished this goal, this task laid before you, if you choose to accept it, you get a full year. Even if you drop below the 350 recurring subs, you get a full year of it. Now, the important pieces of information that they sort of mentioned but didn't really in the main header, and then you had to go find it in more granular detail later on in, uh, in subsequent uh, movie films, is that the gifted subs and prime subs do not count towards the 350 because, of course, if you didn't know the terminology or you didn't understand how subs work on Twitch or how they delineate things, the fact that they just said 350 recurring subs wouldn't necessarily immediately register in your mind that that does not include gifted or prime subscriptions. And so the 70-30 split uh, barrier is for good old-fashioned, as I call them in the live stream, good old-fashioned, organic, not from concentrate, artisanal subscriptions. The ones that are coming through and literally giving you their money directly via some sort of credit card or other payment thing that is not being gifted to them or using Bezos bucks in the form of a prime sub. The ratio of which these days has dropped substantially for a number of reasons Jeff and I have talked about many times in the past. And we'll probably cover a little bit more of in terms of like what the outcomes of this mean uh, in this topic. Furthermore, Primes are not included in the 70-30 split. So if you do manage to attain the 70-30 split, anyone that's subscribing to you with a Twitch Prime is perpetually 50-50. It does not matter whether you are in the 70-30 cut or not. It sticks to 50-50. Uh, also, it doesn't count towards the $100,000 threshold. So the caveat there being is that, uh, is that while you're not going to get it above or you're not going to get it to the 70-30 split, it also doesn't count towards your $100,000 in sub-revenue uh, before it triggers your 50-50 you know, your across the board. There's a bit of a flow chart that they've thrown out there to have all of this make more sense to people where this is just like a lot of information kind of overload and, it, and it, it's kind of confusing for partners uh, to you know, figure out what counts, what doesn't count, what goes towards what, what doesn't go towards the other thing, etc, etc. Uh, but that's the general breakdown uh, of this whole deal as far as the information that they have presented to us within the last 20 minutes uh, of this podcast having been started. So... Mr. Black, what are your thoughts on this move and what they've got laid out here in this, uh, this partner program plus? Um, some of this stuff I actually didn't know until you just kind of went through it. So I was just trying to process. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's a small victory for, for streamers. Um, some streamers, uh, I should specifically say, um, I did not know 
I did not know that 350 recurring subs for three months did not include uh, gifted subs. Yeah, so it doesn't. It, so the the barrier you sure for you that? to hit, I'm positive. Okay. So they actually. So in the release that I have here in the in the in the in, the, in our notes. Yeah. There's a separate thing that they posted somewhere else that I just I couldn't refine that people were pulling pictures from in yeah. uh, on Twitter and they have a little chart that says these you know things like that to to, to be more specific and they did a and A and answer questions and shit like that. So generally speaking, it is only the recurring subs that count towards the 350 for the three months. Yeah. The seventy thirty total rev they call it as a total rev split, which is also a bit deceiving because it doesn't include primes. Um, that includes gifted and prime subs, but really it just means gifted subs because prime's not included in this. So it's, again, it's a confu- it's convoluted. So they want they're going to pay you the 70, 30 for the gifted subs and the recurring subs. But in order to hit the barrier, the gifted subs and the primes don't count. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What am I supposed to say about this? Uh, well, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I don't like I'm not, you know, on one on one hand. It's better than nothing. Um, Losing a finger is better than losing a hand. Is that where we're at right now? Well, I mean, I yeah, yeah, because let's be real, man. Uh, like we talked about last week with this change of everybody having to sign this new contract. Yes, yeah. All of the grandfathered partners are inevitably going to lose their 70-30 split. Yes, either by July or when their contract ends. Correct. Um, Well, they didn't come out and say that, though. That's the thing, right? When the new, like, the new contract that comes out. Upon the ending of, yeah, so upon your, like, so whatever your date was on your grandfather contract. Yeah, I believe it's one of two things, unless it's changed. It was either sometime in July or the ending of whatever is on your contract, whichever comes first. And then you are you are in that time uh, within 120 days of the ending of your current contract. Twitch will be sending you emails and push notifications through the back end of Twitch. You know, the bars at the top in all orange and shit that that have you go through to accept the MSA. If you do not accept the MSA everything goes away on that end date. If you do, you are now part of the MSA yes. and all that shit applies. I, I'm aware of that, but uh, in in that new contract, is everybody forced to be a 50-50 partner? Yes. So the... Because the, it's, of- it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ubiquitous contract, so it applies to everyone, and that contract is being publicly published on Twitch. Yeah. The, the splits and stuff, the only thing that, well, to, to your point, I know what you're getting at, but to your point, the only thing that we don't know yet is that it's 50-50, but, all, but your, any splits and all that other extra shit, the revenue stuff, is all part of your dashboard. So the contract by default is 50-50. Yes, and it's but made we don't, to be ubiquitous, but we don't know. They haven't come out to say publicly. Okay, well, that was that was my thing. Like, because yeah. as, as of right now, they're getting everybody to sign a contract. My original contract isn't even a 730, 70-30. That, that's the thing. Like, I have a regular Twitch contract, but I had been given uh, a raise, like, back in 20-fucking-13 or 14, yeah, yeah. whatever, a 13. 
or whatever. And my contract, I'd, I'd have to go and read it, but I'm assuming that it says 50-50 and I'm still getting paid 70-30 because I'm kind of grandfathered in and they, they didn't take that away from me. Yeah, I'm, I was under the assumption that everybody that is currently grandfathered in at 70-30 will still be 70-30 after signing the contract. But what I fear is, though, is when you sign the contract at any time, they can just go and revert it and say, okay, now everybody is 50-50. Even if you had 70-30 before, you're 50-50. Well, they have 30 days notice. So the MSA notes they can that give they you th- only, exactly. they can give, it's 30. They give you a 30-day notice, right? And you don't have to sign it anymore. Right now, Correct. if they made that change to your contract, you'd have to you'd sign have to off agree on to it. it. Correct. But the MSA is, no, 30 days. I understand. Yeah. So make sure you're not giving incorrect information because we don't know, like, I'm making the assumption that we are not, like, myself and you are not going to go down to 50-50 once we sign this contract. But let's be real. It is inevitable within a 12-month period that they will at least do an amendment to the new contract that you uh, signed 100%. saying that you're going to 50-50. And this right? partner plus thing is a... It doubles is, down on it. It's a this sign. This is 100%. It's coming. Yes. Right? It's coming. Yeah. So and it might be sooner than later since they just announced this. Correct. Yeah. So my guess is, and the reason why they're bringing this out, is because they know the moment that they go and attack every single big streamer on Twitch with a no longer 70-30 split and a 50-50 split, after this new contract rolls out, pandemonium is going to happen. Like, they're going to fucking, you know, because you got a lot of streamers up at the top that are saying some shit, but then you got a lot of streamers that are at the top that ain't saying nothing because they know they're, they got the 70-30. Oh, this is a plebeian problem. I don't give a fuck with it. I don't, I don't care. Uh, I'm getting my money. I'm, I'm going to shut the fuck up. But the moment that they do make that change, which I believe is inevitable, that's when shit's going to get real. And the fact that this came out doubles down on the fact that my 70-30 contract, within a year of the new contract coming out, I, I, would, I would wager to say within six months uh, of that new contract coming out, they're going to pull some fucking Jedi shit. And then they're going to say, okay, I'm, unfortunately, everybody now is 50-50. But if you can get 350 reoccurring subscribers for three months straight, it's okay. You're going to get your 70-30 anyway. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking on my dashboard right now, and I've got 340 reoccurring subscribers. I the have like vast one, ma- 180, I think. Yeah, the vast majority of subs that come through are gifted. It's just like that on every fucking channel. And yes. Twitch knows that, right? Because they, they push that culture. They change that culture Correct. completely. They change the culture. And I was screaming yeah. about that in the beginning. Like I, I knew where this was going to lead us, and here we are today. So I was doing some math here. And in order, you would need, so 100,000. So the threshold for 100,000, you would need to have about 28,600 subs within a year, which is about, you know, 2380 subscribers give or take a month in order at 7030 at 7030 okay in order to to gain that uh unless my math is wrong and I've put some equations in wrong but it seems about right so um because you're going to get $3.50 per sub right yeah uh at the 7030 so for guys like you and I we're not going to hit that 100k no 
right? No, no, no. We're not going to, we're not, so that, no, it, that tar- shit, it targets the bigger streamers. The bigger streamers. It targets the ones that got thousands and thousands of subs. And so they're going to get capped at 100K. And that's that. And then after that, it's going down to 50 50. So yep. those, those big streamers are already kind of getting the fucking, the ringy dingy around anyway. The thing where this could affect me, and I don't think it's all that serious for me because I'm right at the cusp of getting 350 reoccurring, and I'll literally just tell my stream, guys, we, we, need, we need to get you know 30 subs or whatever it will be on that month, 20 new subs, uh, in order for me to uh, keep a 70-30 split for just for three months, and then I'm good for 12. Yeah. So, you know, you know there's going to be tons of streamers that are going to do like a uncapped subathon or a subathon or some dumb shit um, so that people and they'll, they'll literally go on the back end and they'll say, okay, gifted subs don't count guys. Not saying don't gift because I kind of still need those, but I also need a lot of new people to get us there. So for a streamer like me, I'm like right on the cusp. So I think I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to lose any money on the top end because I don't, I'm not getting 28,600 subs a year. Um, you know, I'm like half of that, you know, so I might make like 60 K a year in subs, maybe, um, unless I'm doing some, some whatever. Um, but the, the smaller streamers, right? Guys like yourself, no disrespect, you know, uh, know, I I fell below this threshold in 20 fucking 18. I stopped having 350 recurring. There you go. So you know, the, the streamers, even mid streamers, like I consider myself like a mid streamer at this point because yeah. I'm, I'm just not grinding like I used to. So I know it is what it is. So there are going to be some mid streamers that are going to be affected by this for sure. But I think if they sell out enough, they'll reach that. Even if it's for, just for a three month block, you can, you can put in some extra hours and kind of do it because taking a 20% cut is fucking huge. Uh, it's a lot of money. So why not just put in the hard work for three for three months and gain maybe an extra 50, 60, 70, maybe even 100 uh, recurring uh, subs and, uh, you know, get your next year worth. The problem is on streamers like yourself and other streamers that are, you know, small to uh, small mid, they're fucked because you just you literally don't have enough viewers to have 350 separate reoccurring subscriptions. And of course, there's going to be some viewers that are going to subscribe for one month and then unsubscribe the next month or on month three. Maybe they can't watch enough or maybe then you got to replace those to keep that 350. And the ones that are already at 70-30 inevitably are going to go down to 50-50 and may stay there if they cannot get that reoccurring unless you have some some uh some twitch viewers that are legendary and they make like 10 accounts each and they all subscribe on those different accounts instead of gifting subs <laughs> ten, which ten i'm novelty, sure 10 novelty which, accounts which <laughs> i'm sure twitch if, if enough people do that twitch will come in and say you can no longer subs- you can you can't do that you have to gift subs because remember it's going to cost twitch an extra 20% on everything that you that you made so it would be in their best interest to cuck you out from doing that shit. Um, so you just got to assume the worst. 
So now that I've gone done that long-winded uh, thing there so that people can understand sort of the, the, the dilemma uh, that is going on, I don't, I don't think that this here is inherently bad, knowing where we're going. I also, where we're going is bad. Where we're at now is, is, isn't as bad. Is that where we're correct? Okay. Correct. <laughs> and you know what this feels like? This feels like Twitch going, uh-oh. We really upset a lot of people. We kind of we kind of really shit the bed there because there was none of this talk just a, a few days last week when all of this uh, shit was going down. This is typical right? Twitch shit. Do something horrible and then be like, oh, fuck, and then walk it back to a degree. That's it. So we walked it back, and now they're going to try and act like we're, we're listening and we're giving back. And the thing is, is you're not really giving back. You're still taking but you're just taking a little bit nicer and you're giving, you're giving a lifeline to certain, like a small subsection of streamers. It's a, it's literally a band like of all of their partners, which is like a very t- unbelievably tiny fraction of the, of the streamers on the platform. The monetized streamers as they would like to be called now uh, is, is a, what this affects is, or doesn't affect is a band because above it gets affected below it gets affected. Yes. So it's this band in the middle. And, yes. if I, and I would, I would love to have, I'd almost have to dig up that, that leaked document just to use as a baseline to look at what, what percentage of streamers actually fall in the band that are unaffected versus the affected to the top and the bottom. Oh, it's way dude. It's a small subsection in the whole grand scale of it. So the ones at the top, they're already getting fucked, right? They're going to hit 100K and they're going 50-50. So for yeah. them, they don't give a fuck about this change. They're like, I'm already they're getting, already fucked, getting anyway. fucked Yeah, They already know what's up. Shit, I got 10,000, 20,000 concurrent uh, subscribers a month. Twitch is taking half and it's only going to take a few months before they start taking half. So it is what it is. The small, small streamers that are not already 70-30, which, Adam, you're an anomaly, okay? Because you've been in the, you, you've been with Twitch since its, its inception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're an anomaly. Most streamers your size, they're 50-50, and they ain't never touching 70-30. Oh, I get so it, for, yeah. So for them, this doesn't matter anyway, because unless they grow their stream exponentially, they ain't getting a piece of this 70-30 regardless. Well, it doesn't matter it's, to them in the sense that, in the sense that, like, they're 50-50, like you said. Like, it would only matter to them in, in if they're small enough and they're choosing a platform to work for. If they're going to work towards something. Yes. And this is the one platform where they don't default to 70-30. That's yes. the only way in which it matters. But, like, from a, like, a right now today. A right now no, today. No, clearly, yeah, then that's the case, yeah. Correct. So those people aren't really all that affected. It's people like myself and streamers around my size that already are at 70-30, which I'm going to assume, Adam, is not that many people. No, it's and, not. It, it, you know, it's, it, I, I would wager that there's probably less than 1,000 streamers on all of Twitch that yeah. have a 70-30 that aren't a fucking gigantic stream. Which, right? to me, makes this even stranger, honestly. It does make it stranger, yeah. but I think it's more of a PR thing. I think, it, I think it makes it more seem like we've listened, we're doing, we're giving back. We're calling you partners again. You're not some sort of monetized streamer. We're in this together. We're here to help you and make your life easier. When in reality, you there, it's already a small subsection. And then within that small subsection, 
<laughs> there is another small subsection <laughs> yeah, of yeah. people that actually benefit from this. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, okay. I mean, it's it's not bad news. If anything, it just it solidifies the doomsday scenario that is inevitably going <laughs> to happen where everybody goes to 50-50 and they're just getting ahead of it. And they know if they just do this now and then they do the whole 50-50 thing a year from now or 10 months from now or first quarter of next year or whatever, then they don't have to do the one-two punch. You've already fucking taken it. You've already taken the low blow. And now you've given time to like sit in the corner and the ref's giving you five minutes to like catch your breath. Then you caught your breath. And now your opponent, AKA Twitch, is on the other side. And they've also been catching their breath while you've been catching your breath. But you got hit in the nuts. And now when you come out, they're going, ow! And they're giving you the <laughs> knockout blow. And now they're like, you're at 50 50. I think that that's what's happening. I mean, I know my analogy might be a little off, I'm, I'm, but I follow you. You, you, I'm, you follow I'm, I'm, me, right? I follow you. you you're following me. <laughs> So that's what I think. That's what I think has happened here. Uh, you know, I don't really want to sit here and just shit down the barrel of Twitch. You know, I still love Twitch. I, I've said this before. I'm still part of Twitch. I ain't going anywhere at this point. I had a chance to go to Facebook. I didn't take the bag. I didn't go. The bag just wasn't big enough for me to go, or I would have. But the the thing is, is I've accepted my fate at this point. And uh, you know, I. I I fortunately am at the tail end of my career. So it doesn't matter if I've got two years left or four years left. I'll tell you right now, I ain't got another 12 years in me to be a full-time streamer on Twitch. All right. Not only do I not have the mental capacity for it, but I also just feel like dinosaurs like myself are a dying breed uh, on Twitch. And it's just ushered in a new, a new uh, type of streamer. Um, and I just have too many responsibilities in my life and I'm just not willing to make the sacrifices needed to be successful in the, or to be, to continue a decade more of success, uh, you know, in, in Twitch culture. So for me, you know, I've accepted this for the, the, the streamers that are hopping on board getting in and on today, or maybe they're a year in, or maybe they're two years in and they finally had some stability in their career and maybe they're just getting by just a little bit more than what than what it is to live and you're just making enough those are the ones that are going to get fucking hit hard because if you're if you're a streamer and trust me guys when you're a gamer i know this from experience when you're a gamer and you're playing video games for a living and you are working at the post office or at Walmart or maybe you were an electrical engineer maybe you had uh you know a regular blue collar job or whatever and you were making 35, 40, 50K a year, and you've been playing video games, and you managed to build up a community, and now you're making comparable money to what you were before, or even less, but you're way happier. You know, if you're making 50K before, but now you're making 38, but you get to do what you want on your own time. You don't have to deal with your coworkers, and you don't have to drive to work and pay gas and do all these things. A lot of these gamers, they end up quitting their jobs and doing these things too early and they get excited and they think that it's always going to be the same. If anything, it's only going to get better. Those are the ones that are going to feel the fucking pressure real bad when their paychecks get dropped by 20% and they and, and, and the, the stuff is changing all the time. And that's where streaming services like Kick 
come into place and they have to really weigh the pros and cons of continuing to their career on Twitch or if they want to go over to Kick, pray to God that, you know, Kick continues to do the things and pay the way they are, which I don't know if you heard about this, but Kick's got like an hourly rate program coming where they're going to be paying streamers per hour based on your demographic, your hours, uh, your hours put in, um, and then there was a, 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 a there was another. Um, yeah, that will be a very interesting thing to see the length of time that runs, and then how yes, they really and, managed to figure that out. And they were saying it's like you know sixteen bucks an hour uh, that you could be making as a streamer, um, and even more if you have bigger you know uh, numbers, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, when you're offering a, a a minimal wage or you're offering an hourly wage to stream and you're getting a 95% split, which they said they will never get rid of, it, is, it, it becomes a very uh, appealing thing, especially when you can stream to YouTube and Kick simultaneously. And if you just want to throw in Facebook, you can do the Restream app, run on Facebook, YouTube, and Kick at the same time while getting paid on all three platforms, or you can just stay on Twitch and get a 50-50. It, you really have to start asking yourself, you know, even if it's, even, even if it doesn't, even if it pisses you off and you're like, fucking hell, I don't want to do this. I just want to be on Twitch, man. Fuck. It, it's over. It's, it, you, you almost have to concede. You just, if you want to be relevant uh, and make a living, you, you just have to do it. Even if you don't want you got to kind of drag your fucking feet through the snow and be like, oh, man, fuck, I got to deal with kick and all the crazy shit that's going on. But fuck, they're paying if I want to continue to do this. And yeah, YouTube's, you know, UI is dog shit. And I don't really feel like oh, it's so ugly and just but hey, it is what it is. And Facebook, don't even get me started on fucking Facebook. But hey, all three combined, I'm making more money than I am on Twitch. And unless you're in very specific categories on Twitch. I argue that is there really a benefit to being on Twitch at this stage? At this stage, it would be very difficult to make the case. Like extraordinarily, especially if you're new. Like yes. if, like new, like if you're yes. choosing today, like I want to become a hobbyist streamer, but even yep. as a hobbyist streamer, I want I'm not making this content you know, I, you know it's, I'm making it for myself. I enjoy doing it, but I still want you know, I still want to be you know able to have people enjoy it. And yep. so, where do I go to to reach the most people? And yep. maybe if I'm lucky with some of the time I'm putting in, make a couple of bucks on the side. If I'm thinking about where do I start my stream right now, Twitch, arguably, is pretty much the absolute bottom of the rung. Like there's there's no. Like well, Facebook, I mean, it's better maybe. than Facebook. Face, it's yeah, better it's than Facebook. Facebook. So it's okay? Facebook, it's Facebook. which is like a non-starter. It's like Facebook, yeah. Twitch. And I, I actually think Kick, honest to God, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Kick fanboy. I actually think Kick is probably the best right now uh, because it is growing by tens of thousands every single day. It is growing. And as more and more streamers leave Twitch, more and more viewers are going to be forced to go on Kick and you're going to get that splash over, or you have a better chance of getting that splash over. So, you know, for, for guys like myself, I'm better off on Twitch as of right now. I just am. 
Um, and I have been streaming on kick. I usually do like a kick stream two, three times a week for a couple hours just to acclimate some of my viewers to, to get up some of the follows. They actually send out a notification when you go live to all of your followers, which is nice. Uh, so they actually know when you're live, they will literally all of them, which is, you know, uh, amazing. Um, but I, what I'm, what I'm doing now is I'm just streaming on YouTube and kick simultaneously when I, when I'm not on Twitch and yeah, it's, it's a far less viewership, you know, uh, I might only have 150, 200 viewers, maybe a bit more if I'm playing like the game that I'm known for. And I've, and I start on Twitch and then tell everybody to move over to kick, you know, go on there the last hour, two hours of the stream just to start fucking, I know you've been doing that shit with YouTube as of late. Yep. And it's just the way you got to do it. You got to just slowly do it. You can't just quit cold turkey because then, you, you know, you're fucked. And then you're really fucked. But if you, if on a weekly basis, you just start slowly moving, slowly moving after three months, then you can go, okay, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I got, got no other choice. I mean, so. that's, yeah, it's, it's, this is, um, it's first of all, before I do my little piece here, and then we'll wrap up, move on to the next topic. Uh, I just want to shout out to uh, to Remus for a twenty euro, and also Niche coming back in again with another ten sheet. I appreciate Thank that you. a great deal, and another ten sheet just right now with another. Shit, we're ten making sheet. money on this podcast uh, today, Adam. God, we're making money, and we're making seventy thirty. So we're getting more for super chats. Is Are it, we is, it is it higher than seventy thirty on super chats? I think, I think so. it's seventy. I think I don't know. I don't even know. Well, maybe whatever it is, know. it's higher than 50, 50. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, this is you know, when I bring this stuff up, I don't, I don't even really inject myself into the conversation, you know, talking about it from a policy perspective, because, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm getting to the point where I'm also, this is end of the career of me being doing this full time. I, I would have liked to have gotten another year and change out of it as I transition into something else full time and have this be more of a secondary thing. Streams are, you know, moved to three to five hours at a time, not fucking eight to 12 hours at a time, yeah. things of that nature. And, and, you know, the, so it's not really, I, I don't even really like, yeah, for me, it sucks because it means that I might even have to make the transition earlier Sooner. into something yeah. else. Yep. That's not even the thing I'm transitioning into just yep. to cover the bills that I'm losing oh, yeah. from on this so I can make a transition to something bigger, like all at the same time. Uh, Cause this is like, you know, it's just a, it's, it's like a, it's 20% on paper, but the reality is it's more like a 28, 29, almost 30% revenue yep. change. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's, it's a fucking, it's a, it's a mess. So for me though, when I look at this, I look at it for, for people who are, Let's say they just started in the last year to maybe three years at most. None of those people are on grandfather contracts. None of those people are on 7030s unless they were predetermined fucking stars on another platform that came to Twitch. And many of them grew into something reasonable in the last couple of years, perhaps because one, view accounts were through the roof from the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. The, yep. Those people are caught in a quagmire right now because they would have built a, a, a community here and then in the last 18 months, the policy changes have been egregious in ways that everyone talking about moving from Twitch. Well, I just, you know, these people just like, oh, well, I just fucking got here. 
I just set my shit up. And now I'm already in a position where it's like everyone's telling me, you know, okay, yeah, you can maybe still be here, but also grow a YouTube channel simultaneously so that you can, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and you can like dual purpose. But then when you're talking, when you're talking about that, I just can be honest from even for somebody like me, um, I, I'm extraordinarily lucky. We've got, you know, Mark does our editing work here and Mark, yep. Mark just does like YouTube Penny's shorts. on the dollar. You know, like, he's like fucking... zero fucking dollars. Yeah. You know, most people in order to maintain a, a YouTube channel and a live stream simultaneously to grow both, to be able to do it, need to be able to pay an editor because yep. to do it all on your own, there's literally not enough hours in the fucking day because it's not like the old days where you can just take a VOD from like your live stream, put it on YouTube and expect that to grow your channel. YouTube doesn't grow off of that shit anymore. It did fucking 13 years ago but now you gotta have some curated ass shit especially in shorts to grow a youtube channel you can't just yep. do it the old school way and that takes time and now if you're doing it only on youtube and you're not doing live streams and you're just doing vod content different story but now you're being told as a new streamer whether you're hobbyist or otherwise do both at the same yeah. time, even even if you're a small streamer, otherwise you're going to be feasible, fucked. man. It's, it's just, just not, not feasible. And so when you're now when you're asked your question, you know, what am I going to do whether it's hobbyist or otherwise? Um, I got to be honest. Nobody should be starting their career on Twitch. I don't think anyone that isn't already established on the platform should even set foot on the site for content creation, because like like there's a reason why anyone else that's big are also just simulcasting if they want to continue to grow. Viewer numbers matter more than anything else. When you get caught in, the, in, this, in this weird spinning your tires that Jeff was describing of having X dollars come in a month so that you're comfortable and you just go, the problem with that is it's just, it's, the, the real-life equivalent to that, and Jeff would also know about this, is serving tables, where people get into the, into the culture where they go and they serve tables and they're making like 60 fucking thousand dollars a year because of tips. And they think to themselves, well, shit, if I go back into the working world and I, and I, whether I have a, a degree or I'm doing blue collar or blue collar work, whatever, doesn't matter. The odds of me making $60,000 for the next five to seven years is basically zero. But now I got yep. bills to pay and my 60 yep. grand covers that shit. And if yep. I just stop fucking cold turkey, then I'm, I'm fucked. And it's, yep. it's a, it's a, it's a, you get, so that's how you end up with the servers. hamster wheel, man. It's, it's the, the servers wheel. that are there for 40 fucking years. And they're still that's at the it. diner that you went to when you were 10 years old and they're still there. They and now it. you're showing the pictures of your fucking kids. And they're like, Oh, let me show you pictures of my grandkids. Cause they're basically a part of your goddamn family. And they've been serving you fucking fried eggs and toast for the last fucking 35 years. Like that's how that happens. The same with Twitch. With people who have been there for a long time, like myself, and we've been we've been lucky to have co- grandfather contracts and making reasonable money despite all these horrible policy changes. But now the fucking the the reaper is coming. He's knocking on every fucking door one at a time. He's moving on down the list, and he's finally hit the fucking breadbasket of the website. Is this even though we talk about it being a fraction of a fraction, we're talking about the breadbasket of the fucking website where they're about to eviscerate it. Yeah, and, and they're not telling only that, you, and yeah. I'll keep I'll let you keep going, but not only that. That fucking bar that we're talking about here, yeah. that bar is your future large streamers. Yes, yeah, so, that's why, that's why I call it the bread basket. They're crippling yes. those potential streamers because some of them will leave the platform or give up before they had their big break. Continue. So the problem with that, of course, is that is that you're you're now crippling, like Jeff was, Jeff was saying, anyone that would grow, but but also... You're telling them, you're showing them this, and the, the language they used here is to give, to give people or streamers a, a, a goal to strive for. Which, 
for a number of reasons, it's stupid. One, you're telling them to strive for the industry standard on every other platform without any of this bullshit. So that's step one for that being a dumb fucking sentence to put in there. But step two is you're telling them to strive for something while giving them zero tools to fucking get there other than hopes and fucking dreams because every other policy change has eroded every other opportunity to grow a channel. So all of the times we've talked about the pre-roll ads and what you what you have to do in order yeah. to disable pre-load pre, yeah. uh, ads and everything in yeah. between, everything is designed <laughs> to crush this yeah. band of streamers so that yeah. there's no growth. I talked about it last during the stream before, where I average months sometimes where I get zero new followers, even if I have a hundred people watching concurrently for fourteen straight fucking hours. Think about yeah, how nuts. fucking stupid That's that is. Fucking in. Sanity. And, uh, it's like, insanity. Uh, it's so, crazy. And that's with raids because the yes. raid people get ads. Yes. So like you can't like you. Well, there's <laughs> everything is designed to fuck you in the ass yeah. for growth. Yeah. And take all of your money, and yeah. then they have the fucking balls to go oh. up and post this, which is the industry standard from Jump. And say, strive for this, guys and girls. We created a culture in which, in which gifted subs and bits eroded your fucking natural sub count and tipping over the course of the last half a decade. But now we're going to make it so that that very same culture does not count towards the line that we arbitrarily drew in the sand for you to attain the industry standard 70-30 split. And what's more, once you hit that 70-30 split, part of the culture we enacted in prime subs don't count towards the 70-30. You still only get 50-50 on that shit. If and it was by the prime way, subs, different conversation here, you know? It's still the same conversation, but, but, it, but it's, it eases a big time because I actually, I, I don't know, I don't know that I could be talking out my ass, but I wager that even with this change, Twitch makes more money. I actually think that they don't actually lose money here. Oh, simply is- because, Simply because you are now going the that 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 little bar of streamers, they're now gonna go out and campaign to get more reoccurring subs, subs that come in every single month. We're not talking about oh, if you use or forget to use your prime, whoops, there goes your there goes that 50-50 or that 350. Uh, not the gifted subs that you do graciously out of uh, you know to, to give back to the community or or your streamer. They're they're actually going to condition that bar of streamers to campaign to get more active subs in which Twitch is still going to get their cut. And inherently, they're going to get more active subs because they're forced to go get more active subs. But how do you get more active subs when you have to then run eight minutes of pre or uh, eight pre uh, stream ads when there's no new lifeblood coming into your stream? Or very little. You're deterring them at the door. I said the stadium thing. You're deterring them at the stadium. D- just wait here. Watch these 8, 10, 15 ads. Whatever the hell it is. And then come on in. Then when you go in and you realize there ain't nobody here. You're going to move on to the next one. You're absolutely right. It becomes harder and harder and harder. To even achieve the goal that they're setting. That all the other platforms have at the start, where you don't have to do anything. You don't have all those pre-roll ads. You don't need to go and bag your subs uh, for, for, for more subs. You don't need to do more e-bagging. 
And the problem is, is if you don't play those ads, because the split is so bad, you actually can't stream full-time because you need ad revenue in order to actually pay your bills. So then if you stop doing ads, you're still not even guaranteed to get more subscribers in which Twitch takes, and it's a never-ending circle. And you know what makes all this even better? YouTube lowered the fucking barrier to entry to get into the YouTube Partner Program this week. There you go. So it just gets, it just gets, it just gets worse. It just gets worse. So I feel for the ones that are going to be affected. It sucks. I wish Twitch would do better. But at the same time, I understand that they're a corporation that is all about profits. And they're trying to stay afloat. Or like Adam said, they will be forced to sell and cash the fuck out because they will make money on a sale. I think they spent, what, $1 billion for it? Two, I think. Two billion, that's right. It's worth more than two billion in the right hands. And they're going to be forced to either sell or they have to get really creative on how they can bring in revenue for, for, for this site to stay relevant and popular. That's where we're at. And I don't envy the CEO's job. I don't envy uh, the streamers, even though I am one. <laughs> Um, I, I, but I should say, I don't envy the, 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 uh, the, the new streamers or the ones that are just kind of getting their career going tough out there, tough out there. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Oh, it's um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's sort of where we're at. Um, and as for the ones, and I've had this conversation, I know this is a long topic, so we're going to have to fucking hammer fire through this. Oh, those are just shit. notes. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, but you know, I've had this conversation on Twitch before the podcast and we have somebody in chat right now, just Foxy saying kick doesn't last more than three years. I've got to, I, I, I've, I'm going to bust your bubble. I'm going to tell you right now, Twitch has a far bigger chance of going under or, or being sold than kick does going under and leaving. Here's the thing with kick. Yes, say what you want about the site. They've got some pretty fucking crazy people on the site saying some wild fucking shit. But the, the harsh reality is they don't give a fuck. They don't have the same shackles that Twitch Amazon does. They don't need advertising money right now. They don't need any of that. You know what they need? They need their gambling streamers playing on stake making billions of dollars. Somebody told me in my chat that stake over the last calendar year made over a couple billion dollars in revenue off of their casino. The thing is, is Twitch had stake on their site. The the big streamers, and we all know who they are, went on a fucking rampage and demanded the heads of essentially the ones, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being a little facetious here, but they, they, they were out there for blood. They wanted the gambling shit gone, and they were threatening to leave the, the platform and all this and that, and think about the people that are getting addicted. And listen, I agree, okay? I'm not saying that 
It isn't. It, it it doesn't cause issues and 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 things like that. It doesn't change the platform. It doesn't change the platform exactly. But here we go. Twitch got under a lot of pressure, and they said, "Okay, fine. Fuck train wrecks. Fuck the other two individuals that are these." Slot streamers uh, on stake, making millions of dollars. Remove them. But you can still gamble on Twitch. You can still play on slot slot sites, just not these like four. But you can play on the other ones. And you can go ahead and promote your CSGO skin sites that are infinitely worse in terms of regulations, licensing. You have no idea who fucking runs these things and what the RTP and stuff is on those. But hey, you can continue to go ahead and still gamble. We are, they are, they have a partnership deal with, with DraftKings, Sportsbook, Twitch. So what did, what did Kick do or what did Stake do? They said, oh my God, we are losing. All right, I'm just going to throw a number out there. We're losing a billion dollars in revenue because we don't have tens or hundreds of thousands of people watching really hundreds of thousands of people, watching gambling on our website. So what are we going to do? We're going to go ahead and we're going to go and invest hundreds of millions of dollars in building a platform. We're literally going to steal like code from Twitch. It looks identical, okay? Just going to change the color and a few other things so we don't get sued, okay? And we're going to make this site. And the thing is, fanboys out there, Kick can afford to lose hundreds of millions of dollars a year because now they've got a platform where those same streamers that got the axe from Twitch, or I shouldn't say they got kicked, but they're no longer allowed to do what they are known to do. They are going to go over there to kick and do what they were doing on Twitch. And not only that, kick is going to grease their pockets even more. Because without them, they don't even have a streaming service. They know the leverage. And they're going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. And they're going to keep doing what they're doing. And if that means that Kick can generate an extra billion dollars in revenue a year in profit. And it's going to cost them two or three hundred million dollars a year to run the website. Do the math. It's either you don't do it and you lose it on, say, a billion or you do it and you gain $700 million. Now, what, what Kick can do and what they're going to do is they can offer all of the shit that Twitch cannot offer because Twitch has Amazon and Amazon has Twitch by the balls going, we need profit. We spent $2 billion. Bezos needs another $500 million yacht. This is what we need. I'm starting to sound like Adam here. This is this, but this is it. I mean, this is the corporate structure. And there ain't nobody at Kick that's going to come down on Kick because they own the site and say that you can't play on this, which means Kick can continue to keep growing, appease all of the streamers that are upset with Twitch and offer all of the things that Twitch should be offering to keep their stuff relevant to keep that fucking train printing. And as the site continues to grow, 
stake becomes bigger and bigger. They got fucking celebrities like Drake showing up with a $20 million balance, hoarding hundreds of thousands of people, going over to the site. This is, this is it. They're using social media and influencers to just ramp it up, and they can afford to burn money because they have a printer. Twitch does not have a printer. Twitch is hemorrhaging. I guarantee it. They are probably not profitable today. And if they are, it's barely profitable with all the shit that they're doing. So Kick can continue to burn and burn and burn. And Kick will continue to do it until they find a way to bring in advertisers. They're going to calm down some of their far right-wing people that are going nuts. And they're going to bring it down. And then they're going to start teetering what they give people. Or if stake continues to print and it goes from 2 millions of profits or 2 billion of profit a year to 5 billion of profit a year, then they can just keep burning. They look at it as advertising dollars for their gambling site. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. All depends on who you talk to and how you look at the world and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And you've made that analogy before. Where's your iPhone being made? The shirt you're wearing, where the fuck did that come from? If you really want to dig deep, there, you know, there's some shit you could look at on virtually any of these companies that are doing any of these things. So, you just have to draw a personal line. That's, the only- that's it. It's all a personal, it's all about your own code of ethics. And if you don't agree with how they are sustaining their website, then you just don't support it. And if you don't agree, I mean, there's people that fucking hate Bezos and they're sitting there watching Twitch, watching their eight ads, doing their things. So I think Kick is going to be here for a long fucking time. And I actually think that Kick is a pot, a, a, a net positive for the streaming world as a whole because it keeps other streaming services honest and it makes it so that they have to become competitive. It is unrealistic for Twitch to offer the things that Kick is offering because they don't have the same model. Their business plan is completely different. The revenue comes from completely different things. So, you know, at the end of the day, I agree with Adam. If you are a new streamer, and I hate to say this because I fucking wrote the book. That might, need some, that, might need some, that might need some updates at this point, honestly. Uh, I think so. It might be, yeah. you know. I mean, the philosophies in there haven't changed. No, that hasn't but, changed. But the information, like, there is so much more to add. Uh, I agree. I think if you're a new streamer, I think you multicast on Kick and YouTube and Facebook if you want to get dicey. And you don't even go, you don't even go to, you don't, you don't stream on Twitch because, like, where... <laughs> And even if you're if even if you're choosing one, if you're choosing one, then this is just my opinion. If you're choosing one, you go to YouTube because YouTube is the home of vods. Period. You're gonna put all yeah. of your vods on YouTube regardless. Yeah. So if you're only do one platform as a hobbyist, the eggs in one basket means absolutely fucking dick. And if you're yeah. gonna put all your eggs in one basket, the one platform that you're gonna have the minimum risk on is YouTube. Is YouTube. So you just I go agree. to YouTube. Yeah. If, you, if you plan on trying to get fucking fancy and saucy and get big, 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 and you want to reach the multicast, still YouTube. You're just multicasting to other places. 
Yeah. But if you're if you're on one platform only, I sure as shit oh, yeah. am not going to Twitch. There's literally no, there is no, and that's what I'm trying to get at here, is that there is no, like, scenario that you write up for a new GTA, streamer. GTA RP, that's it. Like, guess, very yeah. high collaborative stuff where all the audience is, and, and you can in one leech place. off viewers. Yeah. And you're, you're, forcely, you're forcely collaborating, interacting. Your viewers will do the networking for you. Oh, who's this character? Oh, it's over here on this stream. That's yeah. really one of the only categories on Twitch where it makes fucking sense. Everything else, there's MasterCard. You know, I just thought <laughs> the, the, the title of my second book, The Grind, how to start, grow, maintain, and earn 70-30 with your Twitch stream. That's really <laughs> what this should be. That could be the grind, the grind part two. Two. Yeah. So anyway, I digress. I mean, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. Um, it, it, I love it is, the, it you is know, it, it, it just, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, I think this to end it. Yeah. It's not, it, this isn't like doomsday, uh, announcement they made. No, but it's also not like, huh? Oh, 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 Twitch has finally done something amazing again. It isn't that either. Um, and I think when, and, and now that you've mentioned it, because when I first heard it, I was like, whoa, okay, this is great news. Mm. But now that you've broke down recurrent subscribers, the, the Twitch primes don't count. The gifted don't count. The, yeah. Oh yeah. Now it's like, okay, all right. We're all losing 70, 30 at some point. Yeah. That, that's and that's what, what this is, is that it's not bad, but what it does, but what it is, is it's the messenger for the bad. Yep. It tells you that the question mark, or in the, I think the net, I think the most positive thing about this is nothing about it itself. The most positive thing about this is that if you were out there and you were thinking, because it was it was vague as to okay, are we going to lose our seventy thirty? What is fifty fifty looking like? Will we ever be able to attain seventy thirty again, et cetera, et cetera? All of that, like all of the all of the 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 what ifs that might have been keeping you to Twitch only holding on to wait to see what's going to happen, uncertainty, feeling kind of uncomfortable because of all the uncertainty, great news. They ripped the Band-Aid off. This is telling you everything you need to know. Oh, yeah. That 70-30 is going bye-bye unless you're Gone. hitting these metrics. And even then, I would be shocked if this lasts very long without getting modified. Because how many policies on revenue has Twitch kept in the last five years that hasn't been modified dramatically on a whim, and now they're enforcing you to be on an MSA in which if they'd want to do more of days. that, it's 30 a 30-day day notice. You have, a 30 day notice. You have no basis of comfort. You have, you have no security on this platform, yep. on, on, on Twitch. Zero. Zero security. Even unless if you're, you're at the 70-30. Yeah, unless you're a top, top dog. That's it. That, that's the only security that you If you're one of 17 can... people, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah. So... If you're like me and Jeff, and you're and you're still trying to keep this going, even as like a, like a secondary income, let alone a primary income, you gotta start. Dude, I'm feeling it. I'm already. Chess, feel, I chess, already feel chess it. maneuvers. Yeah, Just I already keep feel it. Making the magic happen. This is the thunder before the lightning, man. This is absolutely. It. So, we have more to talk about than just that. Most of this is relatively quick uh, touch-up news. 
Uh, and highlights. So the, there's a minor acquisition update. Acquisition, of course, of Activision Blizzard, Mr. Black. Uh, the FTC this week requested a preliminary injunction uh, of this uh, this whole deal, uh, which means now a judge has put on hold the buyout until a decision is made. If they hear the FTC, it opens things up for a court hearing uh, of FTC's case. Uh, if not then I believe all this does, so it's kind of like a gamble, all I believe is that this does, it, was, it would expedite uh, Microsoft's acquisition at that point. Because if this gets shut down, or if the, the court just doesn't want to hear, uh, which would be shocking, I think they're probably going to hear it anyway. Uh, but if that were to be the case, then it would probably expedite things a bit. Either way, this just drags it out a little longer, and so we'll wait for the next uh, the next update on that when it rolls through. And now we get to talk about some highlights. It was uh, The Game Fest was this week. Lots of stuff came out, um, but uh, but we already had the PlayStation event a couple weeks ago. They preempted everything. They weren't at Game Fest, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to highlight the Xbox event stuff. Nintendo really didn't have a presence either, uh, and uh, most of the third-party stuff, if it's beyond the scope of the Xbox event, you know you can go and check it out yourself. Uh, so the Xbox event, people, I I thought I thought it was a B minus because. I, my expectations for what I thought Xbox would need to deliver in order to change the the cultural like the on on social media that social media wins in which everyone's down on Xbox I thought it was going to need to be better than this as it turns out people were fucking happy with this show uh, so I gave it a B minus personally not to think that it was bad just in, in the expectations of what they I thought they needed so if I took those expectations out this was a, a good show they had a lot of good stuff in fact what I mentioned when I was doing my live reaction to this shit uh, was that I thought there was almost too much there's no room to breathe it was trailer into trailer into trailer into trailer into trailer. And at some points, there was like you couldn't tell when one trailer was ending and the next trailer was fucking beginning. It was just like a, a machine gun rattling through. And so you had no room to just stop and even process what you watched to the point where at the end of the show, I'd forgotten fucking 75% of the shit I just saw. I, I didn't know what I, I'd actually even seen except for like what happened at the end, which of course was Starfield. We'll talk about that. But the highlights of the show, they led with Fable. They jumped right in with Fable. Uh, that's the one being done by Turn 10 Studios, uh, or sorry, Playground Games, not Turn 10. Playground uh, Games, they, they're they the ones that did uh, Forza Horizon uh, and continue to do Forza Horizon. Uh, and uh, and they people were like, well, there was no gameplay. And then all they, they came out, the devs came out and said, actually, in the beginning there, they showed the replay cut. That's actually, that's that's what the game looks like. And I looked at it and I said, okay, well, the UI is off the screen, but knowing how good they make Forza Horizon look, and knowing that they're they're building this in Unreal Engine Five, and that it's a relatively you know linear looking uh, uh, kind of a world situation at this in this, yeah, I believe it. They can do that. They can pull that off. If you've seen any demo of Unreal Engine Five, that's crazy. It's, it's going to look good. It's going to look. It's yeah. going to look good. Uh, so they did that. Uh, it looked good. The the humor was there. You know, the, the it was a more mature version of fable humor. The, the you know the dry the dry wit that they that they had the, the more British style humor. Uh, but uh, yeah, it looked uh, it looked pretty pretty good. But there were still probably another fucking oh god year or two from that actually being in our hands. I would imagine. Uh, lots of great indie stuff throughout the whole show. Uh, lots of good as we would describe it here. Side dishes, Mister Black. 
not the meat and potatoes, but the stuff that you build on the, on the side of the meat and potatoes. Lots of that. Persona 3 Reloaded and Persona 5 Tactica were accidentally leaked on, on Atlas's own Instagram, like right before the show. So that kind of pulled the rug out of that one, but, uh, and it's not an Xbox exclusive, but it was, this was going to be the first time everyone saw it. So that kind of probably sucked for Microsoft a little bit. Nevertheless, we get to see that that's going to do gangbusters. Persona 5 sold a bajillion copies. Everyone wants remasters and remakes of Persona 4 and 3. And, uh, now you're getting three. It's called Persona 3 Reloaded. The only interesting note that people were a little bit down on is that it doesn't include like the FES content from uh, from the kind of director's cutty version back on the PS2. Uh, but nevertheless, it looks good. Major updates. Menus look like Persona 5, all that shit. Lots of people got excited for that. We also saw Atlas's new intellectual property uh, called Metaphor, which looks as batshit insane as all the other Atlas games. So if you want to like take some mushrooms and play some video games and never wake up in the morning... That's the one. Uh, seriously, go watch If you haven't watched that shit, Jesus. You might even need the mushrooms. You might just trip watching the fucking trailer. Uh, then we got to see Clockwork Revolution, Mr. Black, which Bioshock was like, everyone, everyone's just spamming Bioshock in chat. It looks a lot like it, mostly because it's that, like, uh, that art deco steampunk view or, or uh, art style. It looked good, looked interesting. And if it is just hunting after Bioshock, I've got great news. Bioshock was pretty fucking good. So yep. if they can if they can emulate Bioshock to some degree, that'll probably make some people happy. So that was a that was an interesting one I hadn't seen prior uh, prior to uh, to this show. That's coming from uh, the uh, developer in Exile. Then we got to see Obsidian's new game, Avowed, which we heard about several times in the past. They seem to have had a bit of a of a, uh, a art design direction change thing, at least when it comes to the logo and whatnot. But we got to see a lot of gameplay for this one, Mr. Black. And the best way that I would describe it is that if you were watching Skyrim with mods, that's what you're getting. And I've got great news for the uh, for everyone at home. Skyrim, by the way, they now sold 60 million copies to date. That's a lot of Skyrim. So next time Crazy. you ask yourself, why is Todd putting Skyrim on my toaster? It's because they've sold 60 million fucking copies of the game and they want to sell 61. That's why. Uh, but yes, this looks a lot like a modded Skyrim, which is good because modded Skyrim is pretty fucking fun. It doesn't look modern from the visual standpoint. It's an older look. It looks dated. But all Obsidian games ever, every fucking Obsidian game ever made has been dated visually, yeah. but they make some of the best RPGs in the world. And so if the gameplay, it looks, you know, plays out as good as it looked uh, from like a fun standpoint, I don't care if it visually looks like modded Skyrim. I'll play the fuck out of Skyrim tomorrow because honestly, even though it's not my favorite, it's still better than 95% of the games that are being put out right now. And so I'll wait to see more on Avowed, but it did look relatively promising and I have a lot of faith in Obsidian. Flight Sim 24, possibly the prettiest fucking game I've ever seen, Mr. Black. Uh, they, uh, they have a partnership, one that on paper makes all the sense in the world. Never thought it would have happened, never crossed my mind. Doom, which is, of course, getting the, the part two of the series this fall. I'm super fucking excited for part two, Mr. Black. That movie was fire. Oh, my God, especially in theaters. It was. Jesus Lord. Oh, you saw it in theaters? Hell yeah, bro, I saw it in theaters. Doom in theaters was fucking dope. Oh, I didn't actually see it in theaters. I saw it here. Oh at home. my god, I saw it in IMAX, bro. Uh bro, yeah. It's I hear I hear IMAX was oh, nuts. I mean, I got scale? a good setup at home, but in IMAX it ain't even close. 
Oh my, dude, the scale fucked me in the head because a lot of movies have big objects, yeah. but for some reason they don't give you a sense of scale. Yeah. Dune's the way that Dune was shot, the like scale, the sandworm and shit, just a fucking just massive, fucking massive. And so on IMAX, I was just like, ah. Yeah, I um, when when Dune two comes out, I'm sure they're gonna show Dune one back in IMAX for a short period of time. I'm so going. I am so going. Yeah, it was good. It was really yeah. fucking good. It's one of my biggest regrets. I didn't see Dune, Dune or Maverick in theaters. Ooh, yeah, Maverick would have been nice. Would have been nice. Yeah, so, you know, the I fucked up. I fucked up last year. I won't yeah. do that again. Anyway, um, anyway regardless, yeah. So, um, they have a crossover. They have the Ornithopter in Flight Simulator. That's the dragonfly fucking uh, ship, the, the famous one from Dune. Yep. Uh, that's in there, and they built a whole, they built like a Rackus with a bunch of the locations in Flight Sim, uh, partially so that they could change the physics of Arrakis to allow for the Ornithopter to even fucking work, because you'll remember this is still a simulator. And so, but they allow you to do everything. So all of like the maneuvers that you see in the movies, including like you know, folding the wings back and going into, into, into fast dives and then coming back out of those, all that shit. They've got it all in. They have a great piece on it. You can go watch trailers and stuff for it. It looks fantastic. Uh, and I, I, it made me wish that I, I was one of those sim guys. Because, so, like, Microsoft Flight Sim just looks so fucking crazy, bro. Uh, their people are eating good in Microsoft Flight Sim world. Uh, and especially if you're a Dune fan. So there you go. That was a neat one to see. Senua Saga 2 uh, got another look, although it was mostly an in-game cutscene. Although, truth be told, the whole game is basically a cutscene with, you know, gameplay. It's very similar to, like, a... Uh, it's it's probably even further the way I describe it, you know, like, uh, let's say The Last of Us on the scale of gameplay to this is just a movie is yeah. relatively far up the one end towards movie. Uh, well, Senua Saga or the Hellblade Saga is even further beyond that. Uh, now, visually, that allows them to make the game look fucking ridiculous, like just absolutely insane. Uh, but it does lean heavily on its actors and actresses to deliver very uh, good performances. And and the acting in this looks fantastic and it visually looks stunning i just want to see some more gameplay for it but otherwise i know it's probably going to be very good star wars outlaws was a big exciting little surprise to see mr black that's a brand new star wars game that uh, that we hadn't heard about before that got shown off at the xbox event uh it happens mid original trilogy and so a lot of the visuals that you're going to see, the cuts that they use, the fonts that they use, sounds, things of that nature, all very original trilogy, uh, very nice art direction and, uh, and design from what uh, we saw in there. Gameplay looks just exactly what you would expect. It's not blowing my fucking tits off, but it doesn't look bad. It just doesn't look inspired. I wasn't excited mm. to play the game from a gameplay perspective. But the characters, the dialogue, the 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 way that they shot the scenes when you were doing dialogue reminded me of like, remember when Mass Effect first came out and everyone was blown away by how like the how they did the cinematic shots of dialogue scenes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It looked like an evolution of that. So it was like the next step in in that in in making right. it feel more cinematic. Looked great. Uh, it's an open world Star Wars game. Uh, multi-planet they showed flying off of a planet for example into atmosphere uh, space combat included and uh, and yeah you're playing basically like a Han Solo as the name would would you know have you believe you're playing basically like a Han Solo-ish uh, uh, character uh, kind of a scoundrel of sorts or, or somebody that's up against the law as an outlaw would and uh, and that's kind of the concept of the game but yeah it looked it looked good I want to see some more of it 
and uh, very promising. Uh, good to see some more good Star Wars games. They've been on a bit of a roll with those as of late. Uh, South of Midnight was shown off. That was another in- new intellectual property being done by Compulsion Games this time. That got a trailer. No gameplay, but the trailer looked really interesting. Immediately grabbed me. Uh, it, it takes place in the southern U.S., uh, so uh, kind of like the, uh, 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 you know, uh, what would you, like a, like a New Orleans, uh, you know, uh, almost like a Louisiana kind of deal. Lots of banjo play, for example, uh, in that. Uh, and uh, certainly looked very interesting. That's another third-person uh, action adventure, which is 95% of the market right now, so big shocker there, but uh, I, I had my attention grabbed for sure. Then we had Lies of P, which is still the worst name in gaming ever. <laughs> that is a that bad name. That hasn't changed. Lies of P, name. still terrible. Uh, now, it's not as bad. The, the, the worst one is still that one Kingdom Hearts game where it has, like, fucking seven colons, and it's, like, a 48-word-long friggin' time. That's still the worst. But as far as, like, memes, Lies of Peas, god damn, bro. That is a tough name. I guess you don't forget it. So from that, it, it succeeds that know, is true. At, that, at that point. Uh, but if you were into Bloodborne, so I, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is, this is Dark Souls. Watching it now in the in the new footage that they showed off, um, it uh, it looks like it's it's more like a Bloodborne direction. It's a little faster pace, but still definitely Dark Souls. It looks like fucking Dark Souls or Bloodborne, uh, but it looks good. More importantly, which is nice. Um, it also had a demo released, and so we got to see how it was going to run on some systems. I saw somebody put up a video running on a 1650 Ti, which is basically like my phone. If I fucking strapped an extra fucking battery to it and just sent it off into space, this is like absolutely nothing. So between that and a shit tier processor on the lowest settings, and it still looked really good and ran well. So it's, it's, it's produced well on top of that. It's unlikely to be crushing everyone's souls as they, as they, uh, and well, at least visually speaking, uh, as they try to play it. Uh, but yeah, we got more of that and the demo was out. So if you want to check it out, you can, uh, then we got the announcement of a one terabyte series S black version, new Xbox series S variant on the market. I would be shocked if they keep the original SKU they might just phase that out and replace it with this. It does get it's it's still a good price. I think it was three forty nine or something like that U.S., which is still a good price for what you're getting, especially with one terabyte storage where you didn't have it before. But if you're at that price, you're starting to get danger close yeah. to just buying an X a or a PS five, <laughs> right? <laughs> like yeah, like a PC. So you know you're stupid. Like especially like especially like a three forty nine, you're like fifty to a hundred dollars away from an X. And so it's almost like you like why would like just just two more weeks of saving and just buy the X kind of a situation. Does it come and maybe, with one controller? And maybe or does yeah. it come with two controllers? I think it's one I think it's one. So and it's one terabyte. It's 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 still from a value proposition. It's still really good. And and in yeah. fairness to Microsoft, they've sold a shitload of the Series S. Just buckets of that thing. So I suspect this might also do well, but it's getting kind of close to the point where you're thinking, oh, well, maybe they're just pushing people into the X. And I think that might be part of it because yeah. I How do much think is the X, uh, the X, I think is probably like fucking four ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. So you're like a hundred, you're like 150, 150 bucks off. off. Yeah, that might be part of it. That might be like, hey, you know, we got a blacked out one terabyte for those that want to get in on an entry level. It's, it's the price is appealing. And then also for the ones that were considering getting the X, it's like, dude, it's $150 more. Let's just go big. 
Because I would like, I, I think, I think part of this has to be to get as many people in the X as possible so that eventually they can phase out the S because it is starting to hold back development of some games a bit in terms of like what they can push uh, for first party titles and what yeah. they can expect third party developers yeah. to be able to do for the S because yeah. you know if you're if you're putting a game on the X obviously Microsoft is going to say okay well it also has to play, to play on the, on the S, S. Yeah. and yeah. then that becomes a problem so at some point you have to imagine as we get into the later stages of this yeah. console cycle it's going to get harder and harder for them to hold on to the S so maybe that's part of the strategy but who knows but for now it looks great in black it's one terabyte which is fantastic if it is 100 to 150 dollars difference in price I don't know off the top of my head but that, I think that's about what it is then you're talking about the difference of of like two games yeah or like so console two games or console controller game you know things yeah. like that so that's still reasonable in terms of like a lot of families in that bracket but uh, we'll see how it ends up selling because we'll get numbers for that uh, in, you know, in the months to come and lastly, Mr. Black, it's time to talk a little bit about Starfield. I know you saw even Starfield and watched I did. a little I bit about the whole what that. fucking thing. God damn, you watched the whole thing. I watched wow. the whole thing, bro. So, what were your thoughts on Starfield, Mr. Black? How are you feeling after seeing old Todd? Todd didn't even have his fucking goddamn bomber jacket on. My bingo card was ruined because that asshole actually wore a button-up shirt today. So, how were you feeling? How are you feeling? Uh, I mean, I. My expectations weren't already super high, so I think I, I kind of have a little bit of an upper hand, so to speak. I understand there's people out there that are like, oh my god, this thing is going to be, this thing's going to be the next fucking, you know, Morrowind or some shit, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like that level of, holy shit, this is groundbreaking, we're doing it. And, you know, there is a chance that that might actually be the case. I mean, there is a small chance. I... I you know, they uh, certainly made all of the promises that if they kept them, yeah, it would be that right. Yeah. Like if they can hit on all the shit they showed at this event, yeah. But we, but you and I both know the odds are not great. No, it's not. <laughs> um, there are there are things about it that I think look fantastic, and then there are things about it that I think look mid, mm. and then I think there are things about it that just look bad. Do you want to uh, tell me what those are, Mr. Black? Okay, so I think that <laughs> I'll start with the good. Okay, what's the good? Um, I think that the customization of the ships, the level of detail in the ships, pretty crazy, and and inside uh, structures like buildings and different things, ten out of ten. I mean, it really, truly looks pretty fucking detailed. Oh yeah, like, somebody put some care into that shit. Yeah. Um, how well you can interact with those things. Like, are you able to shoot like a, a picture on the on the table and it falls off? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Can you interact with the toilet? Can you lay down in the bed? Can you? I, I don't know. Or is it just there for show? Okay. It's Bethesda. But, odds are it's probably almost all interactable in some okay. way but it would okay. be the first time it'd be the first time in a bethesda game where like let's say a can of beans wasn't something you could just fucking like that's eat right that's right the room but who knows so, in this instance i have no idea yeah uh so the ships look fantastic uh the uh what else looks really good um i think like the space travel and things like that it's very no man's sky but uh, seem to be, you know, in a in a graphical engine that I thought that the looks... space combat looked pretty fucking good, honestly. I did. I, I I thought I thought it looked fine. 
Um, I'll put that sort of in the mid category, but yeah. uh, the I, I thought, yeah, the the ships. Um, I think that the actual um, uh, vision that they have for the game, in theory, looks and sounds amazing. Um, from from a an RPG standpoint, like a, a space RPG. I mean, how many RPGs come out in the last decade? that are offering this level of uh, escapism, you know, it's star citizen and that's like, you know, a scam. So, <laughs> you know, you've got allegedly, so you've got, you know, uh, I think, I think that I think overall the idea is, is a, is a 10 out of 10 for Bethesda. And I like the fact that they're getting away from like the earth type thing. And now they're venturing out and, they can do whatever they want. So those are like the main things that I think look fantastic. Like 10 out of 10. We get down to the mid. Mm. Uh, mid is where I put the space battles. Mm -hmm. Simply because from what I've seen, mm -hmm. it looks as though we are going to see the same types of space battles over and over. So what I'm trying to say is... When you're playing No Man's Sky and yeah. you're going from planet to planet or whatever you want to call it, constellation to constellation, I don't know what yeah. they call it there. But there's this generic like uh, shit in space where y y all of a sudden you're being attacked. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah, the like same. Pirates show up. Yeah. Pirates show up. It's the same cue of vocals that you hear. Like, we're under attack or, oh, be careful. And, and it's the same sort of shit that happens super fun and engaging for the first few times and then after that it's like you just want to fly out of there because there's no oh the other thing that i thought looked uh 10 out of 10 or the sound of it mm. is the boarding of other ships and taking over ships i think that's right. really cool too yeah, that's yeah, yeah. cool that's like almost uh like a sea of thieves but in space um yeah. pretty cool idea uh i, I don't see think how it's gonna I, work I don't think a modern space game has done boarding yet. You've only done space combat where you're just blowing the other ship up. I don't think they've yeah. done anything like that. Uh, but once again, it's all PVE, right? So you, you're only going to get so much variety. Uh, and, you know, I think that those novelties will wear off after a while. But back to the mid. I think that because I think that they're almost going to be like, inst they will be. They'll be like instances that happen in the thing. Well, and it'll they'll feel have very... like crafted space battles for missions, but then yes. like the, just like if you were out in Skyrim wandering through the woods, all of a sudden bear up your asshole. Yes. It'll be like that in space. It'll be like that. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And I, and you know, bear up your asshole gets pretty old after a while, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the same thing is going to happen there. Um, The other mid stuff. I think the planets as a whole um, kind of look mid. Uh, okay. I think um, simply because, okay, uh, let me let me back that up. Like I visually, they that, don't look mid. Visually, they look no. fucking like crazy. But oh, like yeah. the content, like, the, con the content, you're with content, yeah, the content, like the yeah. graphically, the game looks amazing, and it's gonna yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. look so sick on yeah. PC, modded yeah, yeah. the fuck. It's gonna look phenomenal. Okay, yeah. you're gonna need a fucking literal rocket ship to, to fucking play it. <laughs> Uh, but it will look if, good. If, but it's going to look fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I'm talking about is, and I heard you talk about it on your stream, and I'm sure you're going to talk about it, is all of the destination, like the quest places, are just yeah. generic 
fucking stereotypes. shit ass stereotyped planets. Here's your space cowboy planet. Here's your cyberpunk. Here's Earth as Eden. Like you just have like yeah. It's so generic. It's just like it just looks so fucking mid. You want to know all looks mid? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna put that into the bad category. All the characters are going on the bad. I'm sorry. Uh, What else looks mid? Um, I think the UI looks mid. It's like more and more of the same fucking. You're at going least in it's there. not overwhelming. No, like the it's one thing not, I was at but... least happy was was it like there's not a lot of it. I was scared. I was scared with Bethesda getting like first person combat and shit. It was going to start to get fucking like yeah. crazy. But yeah. I agree with you. It doesn't look amazing. It doesn't I'm just look happy. Amazing. It's not like overload yeah. with yeah. with you. It's not like Watch Dogs or something where it's just like, oh, <laughs> Jesus, like shit yeah. all over the place and it's yeah, just like yeah. okay. I, I just think it looks mid. It doesn't. It doesn't particularly look uh, like even in the menus when they're going through like different upgrades and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what else is mid as fuck? And I'm almost venturing on bad, but I'm gonna keep it mid. Okay, crafting. I think crafting sh- shit. I'm tired of crafting. I'm tired of collecting minerals. I agree. And shit off planets. All right, we've done that. We had about a decade of that shit, and it was cool for the first five years. Then it got semi annoying, and it's progressively getting worse. I, agree. I don't know how many more fucking stones you need to get or trees you need to cut down or uh, weird uh, uh, minerals that you need to gather to go and make this, this, and this. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that. I think that's made. I won't venture into the bad because it doesn't look particularly bad the way, like, you know, the, the collecting. It's just mid. Just mid. This, this is what you come up with? I mean, come on. Um, so that's mid. The bad. And there's, there's a fair amount of bad. Okay. I think the worst, the absolute worst, are the NPCs. Yeah. The NPCs. You can tell it's Bethesda. It looks like Fallout. Yeah. It looks like every other fucking Bethesda. I mean, they're higher polygons, but they still somehow. You can tell. The uncanny valley of the fucking the way that they do. I don't know what it is what Bethesda does, and I don't get it like this for ninety percent of other games out there. It's something that it's something in their process. It just looks like a Bethesda character. You can tell. And and it's not even just that. It's the fact that you are in space (laughs) and you are going to what they said over a thousand planets. Okay. Which let's be real. 12 of those are going to be quest planets where there's actually people and things happening. And the rest are going to be generic, uh, random generated planets, just like in No Man's Sky, that are basically all the same but different. There'll be like the same instances that happen. It's going to be the same generic shit. Okay, but fine. You can go collect your minerals and do your little shit there. Don't really care. What, I, what The part that, uh, that fucking irked me is I saw zero creativity with NPCs. When, when, when you're doing the character selection or like this is the most basic yet the most, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The the most expansive character creation that you could ever do. And you've got these templated characters. You've got like a generic black dude, black girl, Asian, fucking Hispanic, white, fucking white. You've got like native. You've got you've got like your and you've that's got, great. You've They're, got white with with increasingly more H's. Exactly. Which is great. There's diversity. All right. And that's to be expected really in any game these days. I'm not complaining about that. But where is 
the different types of species. Where are aliens? Where are, why do they all have the same fucking human earth look? Every single planet that they showed, and maybe I'll be wrong, but I doubt I am. Have they showed any type of non-human-like things outside of creatures that are on these so you planets? Are, you're, you're talking about like anthropomorphic aliens, so like human-looking aliens, but like so Correct. in the terms that they're like bipedal and not just Correct. a monster-looking alien. Like look what look what Mass Effect did, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. Mass Effect had people that had blue skin, green skin, fucking yeah, one eye, aliens, three eyes. Yeah. I mean, when you think about aliens, I'm it, sure I mean, they do. Maybe they're just not wanting to show them, right? Like maybe I think they would. I think they, dude, they showed a fucking like hour long. They did show shit. a lot of shit. That's and true. you mean to That's tell me they didn't That's fucking true. sneak in one? And we saw That's all fair. those planets. They showed like six different types of shit, and everyone looked human. Everyone looked like from Earth, and not only that, generic Earth. We're talking like Western, like, hey, how's there going there, partner? <laughs> and then, like, you know, cyberpunk, like, yeah, it's futuristic. And, and it sounds you know, like a drug to, of choice you know, was neon. Yeah, like, I'm pretty- the neon. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just very, it's very, it's like, there was no creativity. It's like they took the template that you were given to as a character, and they just based every NPC off of that. And I just feel like if you're in game that's so expansive... And it's so big, and you can visit so many parts of the galaxies. You mean to tell me that they all look and sound very similar? There, you know, I didn't see any different uh, languages and like weird dialect. Nothing. It's just Fallout characters in space. It, it wasn't Mass Effect, is what you're getting at. Like in no, terms of like the the to, universe and I don't lore. Need it to be exactly. I don't need it to be Mass Effect. Mass Effect's Mass Effect. But at least Mass Effect understood that, like, when you're in the, the the when you're in space and you're traveling through the universes, you're likely going to meet things that aren't human. It's pretty ignorant to think that we're the only beings in the entire fucking known universes, and we all look and sound the same and speak English. I mean, it's just it that part. I don't know why it irks me. If you're gonna do space, do space and like use your imagination. It's like fucking Star Wars doing the same shit over and over and over again with the same family. Use your imagination. Think outside the box. Be creative. And I'm just not getting that here. So that's the part that I think is ass. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what other thing do I think uh, looks pretty fucking terrible? There was one other big thing. Um, oh, <laughs> the, 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 the third person... Uh, shooting. Dude, oh. I'm going to be honest, bro. I don't think it looks like a particularly good shooter, okay? Well, it's uh, Bethesda, so... It's Bethesda, okay? We all know Bethesda's combat ain't got a good track record, okay? Now, They're not known for their... For their for their combat here. In fairness, the combat, the first-person shooting and stuff that we saw in the first showing of this was way worse than it is now because they got help from id... Which is under Zenimax, whatever, you know, for this id who makes Doom and all that kind of shit. So they got some help, and clearly it, it changed because the first person looked way... It still didn't look my favorite thing in the world, but I was really concerned about that shit. Third person looks like Cheeks. I did, well, the, the, thankfully, I will never play it yeah. in third I mean, who's person. Playing, who's playing that game in third person? Unless you want to take some screenshots or something. I don't know, fucking know. No. It's a first person game. Come on. Nah. 
Uh, but anyway, the third person view looks like complete ass. I'm just gonna, I'm just keeping it on it. It don't even look mid. It just looks bad. Um, in my my opinion, Th- does that mean it's gonna be a bad game? No, of course not. And uh, I think guys like you and I are probably gonna be playing in first person anyway, so it's not yeah. really that big of a deal. It's just yeah. there. Uh, great. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know why they just didn't make the game first person. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, maybe they just want to you, 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 you can dress and they really want it to customize the way you look and you can see it and cool. Um, so I thought that looked pretty bad. Um, I thought the, you know, the music and sound design was fine. Thought it was, you know, mid. I, I wasn't like particularly blown away. Um, seemed like a lot of, you know, generic Bethesda sounds and stuff like that, which is fine. Um, they, didn't, they didn't have like a theme. The theme didn't hit me. Like all the other like themes from like uh, from the Elder Scrolls series are all like bangers. Like yeah. they're all amazing. But I yeah. haven't heard the theme from Starfield really hit me like a fucking truck. It's just kind of there in the background. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all I can really think of in terms of ass. Um, I know there's I know there's at least one more thing, and I, I you know I'm. It's whatever. But yeah, I I left overall, the presentation overall. Yeah, I did not leave the presentation any more excited. If anything, I may have left the presentation feeling a little bit better about Starfield than what I did before. If I'm being honest, and I want to shit on this game, but if I'm just being objective, how I felt when I first watched, I was like, eh, lackluster," and then I like went back and watched quite a bit of it again. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I see where they're going. I see, I, I, I see the vision. But ultimately, it's a Bethesda game, and I think it's going to be broken as fuck. And then all of the good shit that, that I'm talking about is going to be plagued by bugs and other dumb shit. And it won't be until the modded community gets their hands on it. And in like two years, it's going to be a religious experience, which is, you know, like most Bethesda games. That's my honest. I, I if I had to rate it out of ten, from what I saw, I would have given it a seven, uh, seven seven point five. But I think like the more that I think about it, I think it looks more like an eight at face value. I think it will be an eight. I know. I think I said a seven seven and a half where you were at, and then you said I think it's gonna be an eight. And I, I actually kind of agree. I think. The game will, when we get our hands on it and it's played and we, we really weigh the pros and cons, I think it's going to be a competent game. I think it's going to be an eight. I think some are going to fucking super love it. It's going to be a religious experience. And then I think there's going to be people that are going to be like, ah, eh, I prefer Skyrim slash, you know, the Elder Scrolls shit. This is some sort of half-ass, not it. And then I think there'll be a bunch of people that'll just enjoy the game and it'll just be a good whatever experience. I think I think this is going to be very similar in in certain ways to um uh to Tears of the Kingdom where uh where part of the score is going to come from or 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 like part of the rating for a lot of people is going to come from the fact that they're doing so much shit. Yeah. Like they're the the limits being pushed here of scope like uh, it's crazy. on the surface it might not look like it to some people but the scope that's under under like task here from Bethesda is fucking insane. Yeah, uh, and again, nobody will do this except it's like for like three games in one, dude. It's yeah. like it literally. There is were like so three many mechanics. Games. They were doing like an hour of this, and yes. they kept showing me more screens and more menus, and I was like, "Ah, ah yeah. 
God, yeah. like I was starting to think like, are we, is there, are we at the two months yet? And they said, like, there's we, more. And there's more. At I'm the like, end, oh, they're like, there's much more. We just couldn't show you today. It's Calm like, down, Todd. So Simmer, like, Todd. The, the fucking scope is huge. So if they pull it off, a lot of it will be like, a lot of the t- out of 10 score will just be like, holy shit, they pulled it off. Even yeah. to pull off 80% of it, people will be very impressed. Yeah. It's a it's feat nice. to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But for me, that just like with, with Tears of the Kingdom, which to pull off Tears of the Kingdom and all the shit they did in that game on the Switch is goddamn magic. Somebody sacrificed a child and a goat at the same time to, to Satan to be able to fucking have that game run on the Switch the way that it does. It does, I don't know how else you do it, and so, and so part of the, part of the impressive nature of that game is that, yeah. but that doesn't make it more fun. Yeah. It just makes it impressive that they pulled it off. So for me with, with this game, I'm a little bit concerned that on one hand, I'm going to be super impressed by just the scope and how much shit they've done and that they're likely going to pull it off. If not at launch in the, like the first, like you said, it'll take like a year. It will be a totally different fucking, they'll, re, they'll, they'll resell it as game of the year edition and it will be fucking incredible. But like for out of the gate, maybe not, but it, I'm a little concerned that it just won't be exciting yeah. after like you see everything one time. And then like the subsequent just gets less and less exciting. You're yeah. still, you're still enamored by how amazing it is. They pulled it off, but it doesn't make it more fun. That's where I'm at. That's why I think it's going to be an eight for me. Yeah. Uh, or a four on my scale of round an eight. Uh, but I'm going to be mind fucked 100%. This game is going to mind fuck me because I know from a technical perspective, I mentioned this as well. I don't know if you were there at the time. Uh, Todd Howard did an interview uh, on the podcast with, uh, with uh, Lex Friedman. And he talked a bit about the systems in place that allowed them or that they built specifically to be able to do the generated content for all the plants that you're talking about before where like 12 are probably going to be handcrafted and the rest is just whatever. So what they've got in place is it's is is it's it's an even more advanced version of what No Man's Sky is using from the standpoint that that they're getting rid of like a lot of the uh, more small tile sets so it's, it doesn't look like it's procedurally generated. And then from a content perspective, there will be aspects of the generated content that that the game decides to plant there, from my understanding, in which there are large sections of that that are handcrafted that just get put into a blender and you get it. So it's a, it's a, a mixing or a mix and match of handcrafted shit yeah. that's being put into a blender to output something yeah. for each in destination so you you are likely going to run into some like duplication over time especially if you put 500 fucking hours into the game oh, which yeah. lots of people will but yeah. it should feel less like no man's sky where after you went to your seventh planet you're like well i have seen yeah everything I've seen it all yeah right so that's that's really it i'll make my points very quick because we're, we're running long and i do want to talk about stormgate a little bit not a lot but i think everyone wants to hear us talk about stormgate so i'll make mine very quick i think I think it looks um, kind of uh, almost too good to be true was my takeaway from it. Uh, It's a lot. Um, Bethesda can deliver. We know it. Nobody makes games like Bethesda. There's a reason why they don't. Everyone likes to rib this company for putting out broken games. The reason why they're broken is because it's so complex and everyone wants to fucking hate on them for it. But then you think about it for five seconds and that's the exact reason why nobody else fucking even attempts to make games like this. That's why. You've discovered why. Because it's insane and nobody should try it. But Bethesda and Todd fucking Howard go ahead and do the shit anyway. 
and they're smart enough to open it up to allow the community to help them give legs to these games so that they can sell 60 million copies of Skyrim. Like, that's how this whole system works, and it's unique to Bethesda. So I have lots of faith in them from that uh, perspective. I thought the gunplay looked serviceable, which is all I need it to be. I don't need it to be... It's not a shooter. Like, you know, it's not at its core fucking Call of Duty, you know? No. I just yeah. need it to be serviceable and get out of my way so I can yeah. enjoy everything else. Yeah. And it looks like it's going to do that. I love the ship customization. That's fucking fire. I'm yeah. so happy to do that. You can't do that in No Man's Sky. And for good reason, it's fucking hard to do. So doing that level of customization while still being able to hire people to be to be fucking like part of your crew on your ships, board ships, take them over, add them yeah. to your fucking fleet. All it's that fire. shit is fire. It looks dope. It's fucking fire. And visually, it looks fantastic, except for the characters. Yeah. The suits look good. As soon as you get to the face, you see it's Bethesda 100%, and God bless them. In that, you'll remember this, Jeff. I was laughing out loud because, like, they, they, God bless them, they dedicated, like, almost 10 minutes, or, like, it felt like 10 minutes, to the guy that was, like, the lead fucking animator who was so excited to show everyone how they took pictures of, like, every yep. man, woman, and child from every yep. continent on Earth and slammed them in here so that you're getting diverse, you know, great-looking characters, and they are diverse, but then he was, like, talking about how they're, like, animating them to make them come to life, and then at the end of the day, you're still left with a Bethesda fucking NPC, and you can't unsee it. They look better, but it's still somehow... They are the most uncanny of uncanny valleys oh, yeah, with their the shit. It's yeah. still there. Besides that, everything looks fucking crazy. People were bitching about it being 30 FPS lock on consoles. I got news for you. Most of your PCs also going to run this at 30 FPS. And it's not necessarily because it's poorly optimized. It's because things like, for example, Bethesda's engine, the creation engine, keeps track of every goddamn item on the map at once, positionally, because all the NPCs are also free-moving about their cycles, doing and interacting with the world, so that when you get to that spot, things are still working the way they're supposed to. It's part of why in Skyrim they had to had to take the world from being wide open like Morrowind and start putting a gated door so that when you walked in, the fucking console didn't explode. Nobody else is doing this shit, and that's why. Star Citizen is sort of doing it, but again, like Jeff said... Is Star Citizen real? Nobody fucking knows. It's sort of real. It's sort of not. And until it's fully launched and they can say you've got a thousand planets to go to, even if it's procedurally generated, and you can do all this shit and you can hijack other ships and fucking add them to your fleet and still put people and have people... Until you get to that point, shut the fuck up. These are the only people doing this shit. So I'm I'm not super excited about it like I thought it would be, but I am still excited. Some of that is tempered just by the fact that its scope is so huge that I'm just a little bit concerned. Beyond that, in two years' time after launch, the modding community on this fucking fucking game, bro, you better buckle the fuck up. You see what they did with Skyrim? Wait, do you see what they do when they unleash Starfield on this motherfucker? They're actually going to make Star Citizen. That's what's going to happen. Multiplayer will be the first thing tackled. Somebody is going to put together a team to try and pull off multiplayer. It will be almost impossible. But they're going to figure it out. It'll happen. But then beyond that, it's also tits everywhere. Just fucking breasts in places you've never seen before. That'll also happen. Titties. Space but titties. That's, that's, that's my take. It'll be an 8 out of 10 on launch for me, probably. Uh, who knows? We'll find out. I'll be playing the I'm fuck still out not of it. buying it day one. So, like, I'm not... I, I know you will, but I'm just yeah. not... I'm just not in that camp. Um, I'm going to wait to see what people think. And to be frank, it's one of those games that if I do buy it, I ain't streaming it. 
That's I'm just going to play best. it. Just enjoy it. I'm just going to play it. Just enjoy and it. escape and just have fun. Fuck yeah. Turn my brain off and go. Speaking about playing on stream, though. Stormgate. We got the first pre-alpha. And I'm going to personally place three extra pre's on that pre-alpha. This is a pre-pre-pre-pre-alpha that was gameplay four showing. You just did there. That's well, uh, maybe I was feeling generous. But it was pre-alpha for sure. We saw that. Uh, we saw that this week. You did a video here on the channel. Uh, mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it already, people can go and check that out. I I actually I watched it after one of the events, and then I talked about it a little bit, and then I actually watched your video because I hadn't seen it yet, and then I watched your video to see what you your thoughts on it were. But definitely, people uh, want to hear what uh, what our combined thoughts are on this thing. How did you, in general? I mean, we don't have to watch the video and break down everything we saw, but no, how did no, you no. feel in general uh, now that we've seen this first gameplay showing? of uh, of stormgate from frost giant well to sum it up uh from the first look of a pre-alpha okay mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. take it with a with a grain of salt um obviously the game is going to change drastically i mean somebody sent me a screenshot of what starcraft looked like in pre-alpha to what it looked like at launch and it's it it well to be honest it looks the pre-alpha looks like that it looked like starcraft pre-alpha it was very minimal so I suspect there'll be big changes. I had too high of expectations, way too high, and part of that is because I am so desperate to uh, to have another RTS that's competitive that is like StarCraft, Warcraft. Um, it's a, it's 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 my it's my drug of choice. It just is. You're chasing you know, the dragon. Yeah, like some people, some people like, you know, there's maybe a, a TV show out there that they will watch uh, religiously every year and just that's the standard. Maybe there's a, a, a movie director, maybe there's a musician, maybe there's a, a, I don't know, marijuana. Some people just love to get high. My high is a competitive Blizzard RTS. That's, that's it. And so my expectations, my junkie levels were through the fucking roof. And I was just like, oh, give me, put it right in the veins. I'm ready. And when I watched it, uh, I left underwhelmed, uh, slightly disappointed, but also very optimistically uh, uh, or uh, very, very optimistic about the future and excited. So like on one hand, I was like, oh, boy. This is not what I envisioned. But then on the other hand, I was like, okay, I am liking what I'm seeing. Mo the majority of it, I really do like. I'm not 100% sold on it because I'm just thinking like, I, th this just needs to be my future. Like if I'm going to spend years playing this game, casting it, getting good at it, being part of the culture, I just, right now, I can't visualize me doing that with what we're seeing, rightfully so. So for those who don't know, we saw a mirror matchup, which I guess we'll just call like the human faction. Um, I don't know if they actually have a name. I didn't really get it, but um, and and we saw maybe six different types of units, six or seven, uh, throughout the entire uh, thing, which was like three minutes. It really wasn't. We didn't really see too too much. And uh, yeah, I mean, a great team. 
Uh, for those that want to watch the video, it is on our Life's a Glitch TV channel, so you can just go there because I'm not going to spend you know 36 minutes talking about it in detail. <laughs> but um, I will continue to like. Actually, there was already like a new unit and and uh, uh, an explanation about the faction um, that they showed. So I'll probably uh, make a video over the weekend about that new thing. And I, I, I'm guessing that they're going to start dishing out some stuff i actually had some some higher ups uh, from frost giant follow me on twitter um randomly so i'm assuming that maybe even they'll reach out to me at some point and and uh maybe give me uh, a look at something maybe we can make a video about something um obviously i'm gonna be uh in the pre-alpha at some point uh hopefully right right off right off the rip um i did speak to frost giant directly and um they did say that i will not be able to stream the game or make consistent content about it in the, in the early stages. Um, so they've already confirmed that, uh, which I think is a good thing because the game, the way it is now, it's so bare bones that you really don't want to have that out to the masses. But I also understand that they want to show the, um, the, the, the evolution of the game throughout the next year and have the input of the community and and influential people that are going to really spearhead this game um, into relevancy. Uh, so you know, there I, I actually think the team is doing a fantastic job at keeping expectations in check because mine were just high because it's me. Okay, they didn't put that on me. They didn't go and say like what you're about to witness is the fucking second coming of Christ. They didn't say any of that stuff. They were very open and honest about like this is pre-alpha. This is you know, you're going to be able to understand the feel and the look of the game, but mechanically speaking and everything else, we're just not there yet. Uh, and and they haven't lied to us. They haven't misled us. Um, so overall, uh, feeling good about it. I think I gave it like a seven and a half out of ten, something something along those something along those lines. Um, I know Adam doesn't agree with that uh, for sure, um, but I think I can see the vision a little bit more than what Adam can. Um, and I, I just have full belief in the team. So overall, I'm still super excited. I brought my expectations level down a, a solid peg. And I'm sure as the game develops, dude, my hype level is going to start going nutty. It's going to go fucking nutty. It's going to be the thing where, oh, a new unit just got released. This, there'll be a video. And I'll be d- dissecting it and looking at every fucking thing and <laughs> breaking down like, this is what I'm going to do. Because I'm cheering for this game. And um, I also think it'll be great for lag TV. Um, it's going to open us to a whole new variety of, of, of viewers. And, and uh, you know, we can help mold content and be the first ones to do certain things. Uh, and it'll be really exciting. And it'll almost feel like 10 years ago again, um, which, which makes me... With more Gives me pain. the flutters, you know? Uh, it, 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 I'm just fucking, I'm excited. I'm excited to create a when cheese fails and see how the cheeses and the, the unorthodox play is going to work in this game. And I'm, I'm excited to, you know, maybe do a no war says and try crazy things or make this, make something completely new, uh, for that and cast it your guys, stuff, not the pros and just have fun with it and watch it grow and evolve. I'm fucking jazzed. I'm way more jazzed about that than any other game or anything to do with anything. And to know that we're going to have this likely in the next six months to a year where we're actually going to be able to like really engage with this. Uh, 
just fucking, I'm getting excited just thinking about it, talking about it right now. So uh, that's what I think. Uh, I'm not going to lie to the community and, and say that I think that this game looks better than StarCraft or or whatnot. The game looks like Warcraft. It just straight up looks like Warcraft. It almost looks like it plays like Warcraft. It's much slower. Obviously, it's got StarCraft elements to it all over. But I think it ultimately, if people were hoping that Blizzard was ever going to make Warcraft 4, this is your Warcraft 4 mixed in with some StarCraft. I really feel like that's what it, maybe it'll change. Maybe it'll end up being a little bit more like StarCraft and not like Warcraft over the, the next year or two years or how, however long it takes for this game to actually get released. Uh, but as of right now, if you're a Warcraft fan out there, you, this, shit, th- this might actually look like a 9 out of 10 for you day one. Um, you know, I know Adam was a bigger Warcraft fan than StarCraft fan, and he's still going to give this a shit rating. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I feel good about it. I, I truly do that. And I'm just saying that because I'm optimistic. I, I, I think we're going to have a hit. Um, do I think it's going to be like the next League of Legends and shit? Fuck no. It's an RTS game. But I, I think if they can get the casuals on board and get, can, can get a good, compelling campaign, they make the multiplayer free-to-play, and uh, they get some co-op, and, and you, you can do some customization, like custom map games and stuff like that over time. Oh, man. And apparently the replay system that they're going to be creating for this is, is supposed to be uh, pretty fucking sick. Um, I'm in. That's it. So, yeah, so I'm... As far as the as far as the first showing is concerned, yeah, I don't have, I'm not at a seven and a half. I will I want to preface everything here by mentioning some of the stuff that Jeff just mentioned. One, I was a bigger Warcraft fan than I was a Starcraft fan from a playing perspective. Yeah. Um I always I always preferred especially the hero system and the creep, the map creep. It gave people a reason to get the fuck out their base, regardless yeah. of their skill level. Uh, and, uh, and it allowed for more versions of play. It wasn't just limited to what units were you building, were you building in your base versus your opponent. It also was, what were you doing on the map throughout the game as you were accruing those units, scouting and countering what your opponent had, and maybe meeting them for smaller skirmishes around the map, and not just everything always being about one giant fucking clusterfuck. Uh, and then whoever wins likely takes the, the victory. So I was a big fan of that. I also liked the map interaction back then, the trees falling, uh, making for uh, an actual uh, change of... Um, get a call from British Columbia. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. Um, yeah, so stuff like that, I, I love that because it made, it made the map dynamic as well. And now there were parts of that in StarCraft. They were a little bit more canned, like, you know, rocks in the middle of the map or yeah. whatever else, but... Yeah, so those were all the reasons why I really liked Warcraft over over StarCraft. I also liked that the units were a bit bigger. You know, microwing was uh, was a bit better, both for you, but also what you were doing against your opponent. Uh, And it just it all seemed to be a little bit a little bit uh, nicer for me. So that's I I liked Warcraft a lot. Uh, So for me, when I saw this game and it showed up, and in the first five seconds, I said, "Well, this is." And it's not a unique take. This is you took StarCraft units and placed them in Warcraft Three, and you painted the whole thing Overwatch. There you go. Yeah, that's actually the, good. The, the color palette is Overwatch. Yeah. The units are StarCraft. The overall game design and feel and look is Warcraft. Yeah. Um. So you're getting a good hot three-way of Blizzard action on this one, 
And uh, and that's and again, you have to understand pre 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 alpha here is that visuals, UI, individual units, some won't even exist by the time the game launches. Some right. will be in. All of it's going to be wildly different. Do I think that it's? Do I think that the general design language and how this, and, and stuff is going to change dramatically? No. no. I think the pace of the game is going to be pretty similar. I think they are shooting for a Warcraft. I think in no. I, if I had to be a bet, like a betting man on this, I believe when they sat down and said, "All right, we're all from well, pretty much everyone here is is Blizzard." We have our experience in Blizzard games. What can we do? We want to make an RTS. And somebody said, well, I mean, StarCraft II just happened. Yeah. Uh, and, and in the grand scheme of things, in the canon of Blizzard games. And uh, no, people have been wondering about Warcraft 4, StarCraft 3, whatever. But Warcraft 4 would technically be the next in the pipeline. That style of RTS, we don't want to just make StarCraft all over again. Let's maybe move in the direction of Warcraft. That's how I think this came to inception. And but also that they're moving StarCraft sensibilities in because it is more recent and it might attract more eyes because it's got like the mech style versus a more organic Warcraft style of uh, of play. I th- I I thought that um, honestly my real before I get into any granular at all and I won't take up a lot of time. But I I feel like first my rating was four, it's oh. four out of ten. Not the game. I need to make. I just need to make this very abundantly clear. Not the game. The first showing, mm. this video specifically, was a 4 out of 10. Not only did we see almost nothing, but it was a mere matchup. Not even, not even all the units had, like, we had placeholders. We had chickens in place on this yeah. map. So we only saw one race worth of, of shit. It wasn't even all of them. We didn't get an explanation for literally fucking anything. They pitched this specifically for people who were already going to buy this game. They weren't yeah. they don't need to sell this the way that they sold this first video. They don't need to sell Jeff on buying this game, he buying this game. And when oh, you yeah. come in and you bring out TLO and TLO says I think I'm going to try this this and this and the other guy says in in his style I'm going to try the 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 macro game instead and start throwing out a bunch of terminology. You're not you're selling it to StarCraft fans and Warcraft yeah. fans off the jump. They're already likely buying this shit. You, you're trying to sell an RTS in the year of our Lord 2023. Those guys and girls like Jeff are already going to make videos and push this shit out to the world and whatnot. The people that you need to hit are people that are on the fence looking at this going, yeah, this might look a little cool, but I, I need to know what's going on. I'm a little bit confused. And don't just start immediately jumping in and using a bunch of fancy terminology and assuming that everyone can fill in the blanks. We didn't know anything about a fucking unit. We didn't know anything about the general gameplay length of an average match. We didn't know whether or not there were map creeps. We sort of saw one, but we weren't sure because, again, some of the shit were chickens. So fuck me if it was a fucking placeholder or if it was an actual fucking creep on the map. We... Yeah, the only we thing know. we're told about that is that actual hero units don't exist outside of outside of 2v2 and 3v3. So 1v1 yeah. does not have them, but for whatever reason they exist in 2v2 and 2v and 3v3. And so there's there's a bunch of shit that's not and when I asked the chat, I said for those of you who are subscribed to the newsletter, I said maybe I'm missing something. Maybe a lot of the stuff I'm asking for They've described in the dev release newsletters and the emails they sent out. So we know what are these units? What are they like? How long is an average match? What is what are the style that they're going for? What are the what is the pace of the game they're hoping to achieve? What are they like? What is the general direction of any of this? To which somebody in chat said, "I've been subscribed since the beginning and read them all." The answer is, "I don't know more than you." I said, "Great." So no, they're not true. selling. They're not selling this. Yeah. They're not selling this well at all. And you've got one 
single first impression. And you are riding right now on pedigree of a company that you left behind. You are now a small developer, even if you have that pedigree. And you have to resell the hardest genre, arguably, in gaming right now to a new audience. Because the old one's going to buy it likely anyway. So you need a first impression that's gold. This video was produced, I hate to say, I love seeing TLO. I was thrilled to see that motherfucker. I love that guy. This video was produced like ass. It was goddamn terrible. It was canned. It was pre-recorded. And then they had... They had, yeah. they had dub TLO, like, yeah. dub over, little screen, here's the thing, pretending that it was fucking being done in real time, whatever the fuck, go away, the audio, TLO's fucking audio was a roller coaster the whole fucking time, sometimes you could hear him, sometimes you couldn't fucking understand a word coming from his mouth, it was all over the place, and then it just yeah. ended at the end, no fucking wrap up, no summary, no nothing, just end the video over, black screen, frost giant games. Fucking Stormgate, yay! Like fucking, it was terribly produced, and it was only three minutes long. You're telling me that you couldn't have done this? Where in the beginning you give a preamble, you have TLO, a fucking goddamn legend, who is good on a microphone, by the way, and give him the opportunity to sit down and explain if this is not going to be done in real time because it wasn't. Explain what you're about to see, where the game is at. Say that it's pre-alpha. Don't just put a fucking stamp in the top corner of the screen. Explain that what are the units that you're going to see today because you're not going to see all of them. Tell people ahead of time. One of them don't even have a fucking unit in there. It's a goddamn iron chicken. Maybe we'll keep the chicken in the future because it's a fun meme. But for now, the chicken's in the fucking game. All that that'll be in the game at some in somewhere that it will be in the game. Now, I said I'll sure. be di- I'll be disappointed now if the fucking yeah. goddamn chicken ain't in that game. You know, yeah. explain why, explain, you know, explain how, why 1v1 is different than 2v2 and, 2, and 3v3, but what we're exploring today. Set the stage. Fucking set it up, and then show the whole game. Don't edit the shit and cut between and fucking, like, there were, yeah. there was a point where the, where I can't remember the name of the, a Vulcan, where the Vulcans got an upgrade that allowed them to dash that they didn't have originally, seemingly, that allowed them to plow through the trees, because uh, one of the cool features in this game was that small units can go through the trees freely, but the big units have to go around. Yeah. And then the Vulcans, at some point during this cut fest, like a fucking Liam Neeson action scene, where this motherfucker has to have 47 cuts to jump an iron fence to get off to catch his fucking guy, like, in the midst of all that, the Vulcans got an upgrade. And the yeah. Vulcans suddenly jetted through that, and it looked badass. Fucking jetted through and blew all the trees apart, and here comes yeah, was- TLO on a pincer attack into the base, and I'm jerking off mentally like, ah, ah, but I have no idea what's happening or why! And then the video cuts! GG shows up on the screen yeah. and the video I, ends. I think that I could be wrong, but I actually think that the whole thing was staged. And it's the reason why we didn't see the full game. I think that they got in, they created certain scenarios, they recorded certain scenarios, like Probably. to show the trees, Probably. to show the blasting but of the trees. But just tell me that. Yeah. Just tell me honest, because this video was produced by somebody that's never produced a video in their fucking life, I swear to God. No way in hell. This person just got their hands on Adobe Premiere last Tuesday, learned how to put a fucking face cam on the screen. They used some webcams and shit, and they just threw that shit on there, and off to the races. Bro, this was produced by us in 2010. That's how old and beat up this video looked. It looked fucking, it, it just zero. And it's your first impression, guys. It's yeah. your first fucking one. So that's why it's a four. And, I have TLO, all- and TLO won too. Like, let's be real, dude. 
uh, Monk would have just destroyed him. He <laughs> probably knows the game. In, he's the like, very intimate. Developer. He's the creator. Like, you know, so I just think it was very, it was, there's some fan service going on there. You know, it's, it's like any other presentation at these, at these video game uh, things where it's scripted. It's whatever. I, that's what I think. I mean, maybe it was all legit and whoever won one, but I doubt it. No. Um, but you know, it is, it is what it is, man. But so sorry to I, cut you off, but yeah, no, that's okay. I have all, and I want to say again, I have enormous faith in this team. They're the creme de la creme of real time strategy. They're the granddaddies and grandmammies of all this shit. And in outside of like, did you play age of empires 46 years ago? Go. Yeah, I did. And red alert three too. That was pretty neat. What about command? Nobody cares. Blizzard RTS shits on everything until you get into 4X strategy, which they don't even occupy. Everything else, real time, Blizzard runs the fucking show, or did. And now you've got Frost Giant, who are a brave group of souls that looked at a sinking ship named Blizzard Entertainment, and said, well, Activision Blizzard, and then said, oh, we gotta get over here and make our own shit, because we've got the know-how and knowledge to do it. And thankfully, developer tools have, do- have gotten to the point where a small team can produce a high-functioning, real-time strategy game. And it doesn't need 300 fucking employees to pull that off as much as it did in the past. And so, all I'm asking for them next time, bake this shit in the oven a lot longer. Leave that shit in the- leave the game- don't touch it, it's a souffle right now. You clap too loud in the kitchen, that souffle fucking falls. You need to leave that shit, go away, and read a book for a while. Come back when it's fully cooked, take it out, and then do the same thing with the video. Leave it in the oven. If I was internal then, if they had a social media manager or any PR man, and they watched that video and they said yes, that's the- run it! Get it out there. It's not like they were on a timeline. They weren't part of any of the main stage events at GameFest. This was on their own time. They weren't beholden to anything. Just hold it for another five, like three to five days. Make the video actually really good. Make sure it's a good first impression. It looked yep. like they made that video in 48 hours on a, on a random timeline and just sent it out the door. So, I like the look of it. It's Warcraft, which I like. It's got StarCraft, you know, sensibilities, or, or, or a little bit of the visual, which I like. I will say, without great detail, the only thing that stood out to me that I wasn't a fan of that I hope they change at some point is that, if it, like WarCraft, but worse, it feels claustrophobic. The screen is yeah. too close to the ground. Oh, the, building, the buildings are too big. I WarCraft agree. had a similar problem, but somehow this is worse. Worse, yeah. It made me feel... Uh, yeah. It's too it, close. It's it, too. It's way yeah, too close. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know yeah. in an RTS, it is a balance between how much can we show the player from a balance perspective versus the range of the units and everything else that's going on. But fucking fix all that shit now. Pull that back a little bit. Get it closer yeah. to Warcraft and maybe a hair back further because computers yeah. can render that shit now and mm-hmm. balance around it because right now it feels like I'm it feels like it feels, feels like, like I'm playing playing the game. Yeah, fucking like it. Just like your face is in the monitor, like. Uh, 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 my eyes are bleeding. I'm under attack. Uh, 
No, I get it. Nah, I'm with you on that. So that was like it, the it, big it, one that stood out because everything else is fucking whatever. Yeah. That's like the, if I was going to be one actionable piece of advice other than bake all this shit in the oven longer before coming out again publicly, because yeah. I've been watching their Twitter manager, God bless whoever the fuck it is, be responding to every person who's down bad on this fucking game after that first impression because it was a bad fucking first impression. You fucked it up. You fucked. Now you have to, now you have to work three times as hard to win the people back that you blew off by yeah. putting out this video in like a, on fucking Microsoft Movie Maker, fucking threw that shit out with Microsoft Paint. Stop. Yeah, and you I can't think afford I to do it. The video that like I just wish they would have waited like three more months just to fine tune it. Really, nobody you know, was like, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I need this right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody, the vast majority of people didn't even know this game existed or was exactly. even in production. So it's not like you know it was gonna hurt them to wait any longer. But, um, you know, maybe there's a bit, maybe there's a, a bit of pressure in terms of investments and stuff like that, where they need to see stuff like maybe, I don't know. Um, maybe if that's they need the case, to start... just send it to them. Yeah. <laughs> don't send yeah. it publicly. Who knows? Don't send it publicly. But I, I think ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, there's guys like you and I and the vast majority of the, the content creators that are going to do a good job at cleaning up any mess that they made here because we're incentivized to do so because we want this game to succeed. So I think they know that. I think um, I'm not upset that they released what they did, you know, uh, but I'm with you. It was, I'm not, I'm not with you on the four to 10, but I'm with you on a lot of the criticisms that you, the gave. So we'll leave it at that. If you guys yes. want to know more, head on over to my video, go watch that. And you will get tons more Stargate content and updates and and looks Stormgate. at things. Or sorry, Stor what did I say? Stargate. Stargate. Stormgate. They might have um, some of those though. Yeah. Uh, you will get all of those updates as they come out. And now it's time for a very quick sellout. Mr. Black, tell them about our sponsors. Well, first there's patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Throw some money at the screen. Um, so yeah, you can support there. If you're watching this live right now, make sure to hit that like button, leave a comment. Um, and yeah, go check out our sponsor Nord VPN guys. We are on, uh, we're, we, we, we've got them until August minimal. Uh, so if you guys were ever in the, uh, market to get a virtual private network, a VPN, now is the time to really support us. Go out there and get those subscriptions. If you get a two year subscription, or more, you get a massive discount plus one bonus month when you use the promo code OTT. Um, guys, having a VPN is amazing. You can stay safe. You can stay anonymous when you're on the internet. Uh, when you're either if you're traveling, you're at home, you're at a friend's house, you're at Starbucks, Walmart, public Wi-Fi. You can go ahead and use that. It's available on your smartphones. We're talking your 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 uh, your iPhone, your Android, your PC, your Mac, a laptop, your iPad. I mean, they've got an app for everything just about uh you can use up to six simultaneous devices and it is less than a grande cinnamon dolce latte a month it's less than half of that so just for a few dollars a month you are gonna get the full-blown uh protection plus they got threat protection on their desktop app you don't even need to be connected to a server and it'll just run in the background make it so that you're not getting malicious pop-up ads it will detect and remove malware from your pc so if you're already paying for malware uh, subscription, go ahead and cancel that bitch and head on over to nordvpn.com slash OTT, get a subscription and use that malware protection. Plus, they got all kinds of other services. When you get that, 
they're they, they're giving you crazy good offers on password protections and other things that they offer to make sure that when you are on the web doing anything, you are safe and anonymous. Not only that, if you are a fan of Netflix and you watch all the content on there and you're like, shit, I wish there was more, you can go ahead and mask your IP to a different region to unlock those different things. Or if you're traveling and you want to say you live in Canada, you go to the US, and you're like, dang, I was watching something from Canada and I just want to watch this in my hotel. You can mask your IP back to Canada and go ahead and watch the thing that you were watching before because different regions have different licensing, which means they have different shows and different uh, movies, so on and so forth. So a wide a range of benefits that you get when you have a VPN service. If you are in the market for one or you're up for renewal, think about NordVPN and using the promo code OTT. That's going to help us out. It's going to help you out, and it's going to show our sponsor some love. Fuck yeah. Now it's time for... Movies and TV. Very quickly. Yeah. Loads of movies got delayed, Jeff. Writer strike. It happened. Avatar, Star Wars. We're talking like a year plus delay on some of these bad boys. It happened. Well, Avatar, the other movie is pretty much all filmed. So okay. we're not going to get a delay on the next one. But Avatar, the one, the one after, after that, prob- yeah. probably. Yeah. Black Mirror's latest season not getting as well received as perhaps as they'd like, which I'm kind of disappointed about because they had quite a cast. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, many, it seems that many are not a huge fan of the fact that they moved closer to a horror instead of their usual thriller sci-fi, uh, which I would agree. I have enough horror in my life. I liked Black Mirror as a thriller sci-fi. They did, they did dystopian sci-fi shit really fucking well. So if they just made an entire season of horror, that sucks. Uh, but nevertheless, it's probably okay. It's just not as good as people were hoping. And finally, Across the Spider-Verse, apparently getting a new version pushed to theaters that has better sound mixing. I don't know what the impetus for that was. Do you? Um, I think I heard that in the beginning of the film, um, I, and I could be wrong, but I think in the beginning there was some music being played and then there's like some voiceovers um, sort of like getting the audience up to date and things. And apparently if... They, they 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 put something out on Twitter and social media uh, telling people, which is, you know, ridiculous, uh, which, by the way, the new Spider-Man movie is doing amazing uh, in theaters. Shane is print money. Oh, yeah. um, I still haven't seen it yet, but uh, I am going to go see it. Uh, but apparently they're asking uh, viewers to ask the theaters to make sure that um, they're that the sound is on very specific settings. Because if it's not on very specific settings, there are a couple of parts in the movie where it's it, you can still hear, but it's 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 very clear that it's the way that they designed. So the, the spatial stuff. mix is out, of, is out of whack for certain settings. Correct, yeah. and they needed uh, they need the theater uh, sound channels to be in certain uh, settings in order for it to to be heard in optimal stuff. Some theaters already have it that way, but other theaters don't, and it could become a bit of an issue because. Uh, if there's multiple movies being shown in an IMAX or a different uh, auditorium, the theater's got to switch back, yes. back and forth, depending on what is is showing. So uh, that's the reason why uh, they're getting a newer version pushed out to theaters. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's it's a it's it's an extension of a problem that it's getting bigger and bigger. I think where we have so many different um, so many different sound standards now. 
like so many different versions of Dolby digital sound, like versus how many channels you have to work with. How many does the individual theater room actually have? Cause not all theaters have the same number of speakers in them uh, yeah. to be able to work with all these different standards. And similar, like people were like, why in the fuck is it now when I watch a movie at home and they're talking, I can barely fucking hear them. And then all of a sudden, like something happens, I'm getting my shit blown off. Cause I turn the volume up to be able to hear the audio. Well, that's because they're mixing almost exclusively for 5.1 and higher audio, which means they've dumped all the dialogue into the mid channel. And if you don't, if you're watching this on TV speakers or just stereo, there's no mid channel to send to. So you're just getting the audio that's leaked from mid into the side channels left and right at best, which is going to be whisper quiet. But then all the big bombastic stuff that they've shifted out of the center channel into the sides is still super loud. So this is kind of like that, except I've never heard it until now happening to a fucking theater. That's wild. So that's yeah. a that's a very unique uh, and interesting uh, situation. Uh, and that's it, which means we have time for like one question. And the rest of them are going over to StarCraft this week. Mr. Black, it's time for export. Patreon.com slash lag TV place to go if you want to financially support this podcast and all of our StarCraft content so we can keep this bad boy going for as long as we can. And you can help me continue to eat as Twitch steals all of my money month after month. Uh, we uh, put up questions on a post called Tech Support over uh, on the Patreon page each and every weekend for $5 or more. You can ask us questions and we give you some answers on that post each week. Let's see what we got this time around with the one question before we take the rest of them to StarCraft. Uh, uh, the Blainer, is there a lot of places offering poutine in Nova Scotia? He said, I'm in Quebec and it's everywhere in the province with a lot of different variations on the poutine. Yes. Yes. And yes, Yes. to both similar here, a lot of places with their own twist on it. And I got to be honest, 98% of them are garbage dog shit. There is yeah. a probably the most embarrassing example is a, example of this is there, and I don't know if it's a chain that exists outside of this province too. Probably does, or I, don't, I have no idea. I don't even know if it's a chain. Uh, smokes poutineery. Yeah, it's a chain. Yeah, it's a chain. Is is smoked asshole? It's terrible. Their poutines are garbage. All of them. Yeah. There's not a single yeah. poutine there that's good. Their gravy is shit. Oh, uh, gravy. Their fries shit. They yeah. barely use cheese curds. They're using shredded cheese, which is already against the Geneva Convention to be using shredded cheese and not cheese curds in a poutine. You done yeah. fucked up. So, like, the fact that you've got it in your name, that you're smokes poutinery, go fuck yourself. So that's pretty bad. Honestly, this, is, this may be a surprise or it may not be. The best poutine I've ever had is a fucking Costco poutine. Really? Have you ever had their poutine? Not in recent memory, so I'm going to go and say no. But, so, yeah. their French fries are a very, like, they're a French fry that, the, that is um, a bit sweeter. It's like a yellow, a yellow flesh potato for sure. A bit sweeter, but very crunchy with a lot of potato in the middle. It's not a, it's not like a, a fresh cut fucking French fry. But you're going to get French, very crispy, very fluffy on the inside, a bit on the sweeter side, and big fucking French fries too. And then their gravy is really fucking good. But more specifically, they're one of like five goddamn places here that use actual cheese curds. And their cheese curds are fucking good ass cheese. And they don't skimp. They're not like mm. fucking salt baying that shit. They're just they back a truck up onto that fucking bitch and dump cheese curds on top. And that's all a poutine is supposed to be, really. Yes. You can add some ketchup if you want. But it, it, it's really, it's how good, it's three ingredients, which, which any chef will tell you, the fewer the ingredients you have in your dish, the, the better. better it needs to be cooked and the better the ingredients have to be 
Mm. Otherwise, it's going to be fucking awful. French fries, gravy, cheese curds. Cheese. That's it. That's so all you need. So honestly, it's that. Now, you might be able to get some bougie shit somewhere I haven't been to, but the best one I've had of all the poutines is the one at Costco. I'm going to go and say the best poutines that I've had is from a chain, um, and it's New York fries. I think New York fries poutines are pretty fucking delicious. They're um, all, they're also curds, and they do a pretty good job. The uh, thing with that is you have to go to one that's not like a theater one because the French yeah, fries are to almost like the always old. Shit. Yeah, 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 like they're you better. Like they're the mall yeah. or whatever. Um, they're pretty good. Now, I yeah. haven't had them in several years because I don't, you know, I'm Canadian. Like, I've eaten so many fucking poutines over the yeah. years. It's just <laughs> not something that I just go out and get. Yeah. Um, sometimes if I'm at a restaurant, they're like, hey, how would you like to turn your fries into a poutine? I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's been a while. Fuck it. I'll try it. But um, <laughs> to, to answer your question, yes, there's poutines literally everywhere. You can go to any restaurant. You can buy a poutine. Um, and if it's not on the menu, they can make you a poutine. I mean, it's really not. You can go to McDonald's and get poutines. You can go fucking anywhere and get a poutine. Uh, so yes, I agree. Uh, cheese curds. Uh, it's cheese curds, right? Yeah. Ass. Yeah, cheese curds. Yeah. Awful. Or was it? Or yeah. No, cheese shred. Uh, you don't sm- want no. smokes poutineery. No, smokes, what you're talking about. smokes poutineery. That's it. Yeah. Awful. Awful. I'm uh, I'm with you on that. And I went there like twice because the first time I had it, I was like, okay, maybe you know, may- maybe it was just a one bad experience. I had the same thought. I went back again. Yeah. No. It was actually worse the second time because the first time I got a classic poutine and then I ate it and I was like, that was pretty fucking like bad. bad. Like it wasn't good. The gravy just was, it wasn't kicking the, 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 the cheese curds weren't cheese curds. This just ain't it. And then somebody was like, because the person that took me was like, oh bro, you got to try smokes, man. You got to fucking try smokes. So we drove downtown to get smokes and I ate it. I'm like, bro, this ain't it. We drove here for this. Yes. And uh, uh, and then they, they were like, you fucked up, bro. I'm like, what do you mean I fucked up? Like, you got to get like the pulled pork poutine. Yeah. Like you got to get the. And I ended up getting I think it was like a taco one where it would like it had like fucking like beef meat and uh, like lettuce and, salsa and, and lettuce and yes. And like sour cream. Like it was almost like a supreme uh, taco. A almost. Poutine. Bro, I had that and I hated it even more. I was like, <laughs> bro, this is fucking fries. And cheese and gravy with shit on top. And it already didn't taste good with the shit on top. So, and it was like, because that place is like Subway for poutines. You just go there and they got like a window. Pick and you're like, shit. yeah, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. And they just dump all the shit on there. So, yeah, no. Garbage. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be it for this technical podcast. Time for us to go cast some StarCraft. Thank you very much for joining us, whether it was live on the RSS feeds or otherwise. We uh, we greatly appreciate it. If you're still catching this on a platform that allows you to rate the damn thing, I don't know if those exist anymore, do it! And if not, invent a way. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you once again, and until then, have a great weekend. Stay safe out there, and peace! Hey.